Cross Network. Hiya, hiya, hiya. They're shrimply delicious. Hiya, hiya, hiya. You go for that mouth-watering, taste-tempting, meaty shrimp mixture all wrapped up in a crispy noodle jacket. It's a treat you can't beat. So come on, join the folks that are getting fresh, crispy, flavor shrimp rolls now at the snack bar. They're shrimply delicious. Welcome to the show. What's up, freaks? We are broadcasting live from Riverman's trailer down by the river. In a van down by the river. <laughs> it's a trailer park, so yeah, if you hear the, you know, the, the woods talking, the creek talking, what have you, uh, you know what's up. So uh, we're we're moonshining right now. <laughs> what's been going on, Lush? Anything? Oh God, what hasn't been going on? Yeah. Oh, kids. Housework, doing the all that shit. Yeah, I'm I'm very happy right now to be getting a break. <laughs> well, I hear that, man. Yeah, I've been doing the whole 55, 60 hours a week, but it's not. Huh. I don't have to deal with the kids, which is uh, I'm guessing a totally different thing. Yeah, that's a whole nother world there, man. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we got uh, we got some good things to come to you this week. We have uh, a review of the super, which yes. is. Well, we'll talk about it later. We don't yeah. want to give anything away, but uh, we've—I think we've mentioned it probably on every show so far. Pretty much, and the thing is, yeah, we ended up contacting these guys uh, for a screener copy because, you know, we're like, oh, it's about time we actually, you know, try to track it down and uh, watch it. And uh, yeah, they're, uh, you know, more than willing to send it our way, and uh, well, we're going to review it for them too. So yeah, we very much appreciate that too. So thank you to them. That oh was yeah, very nice of them to do that. But, uh, yeah, let's get into some uh, news. If Well, I don't have any news. and Yeah, I'm, I'm somewhat unprepared for this show, so I don't really have anything. Uh, I don't know. Look up horror conventions. I'm sure there's some coming. <laughs> You'll be able to find them. Yeah, I'm sure they're out there. I mean, sorry, I can't I'm... really afford them, so I haven't really been looking. <laughs> yeah. No, I like to try to have those, you know, for you guys to, uh, you know, just to mention them, keep them in people's, you know, keep them in people's heads. So you know that they're coming, but yeah, I just I haven't had time to uh, to get any looked up, so I don't have anything for you right now. Um, but I guess I mean, so we could just pretty much jump right into uh, upcoming DVDs. Huh? Well, well, yeah, but before we do that, let's talk a little bit about. Uh, I guess we're the we're the newest members of the Horror Happy Hour team. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, let's mention that they uh, they. Brought us into the family. Yeah, the whole sleazy family with Chris yes. uh, and Dave, and they were on episode four. four they're yeah. on the last episode. Yeah, yeah. talking Switchblade Sisters with us. Yeah, and they're you know really cool people. And uh, yeah, we joined the team. So uh, go to our fa- or uh, not on our Facebook page. Go to go to our fucking YouTube page. <laughs> there you go. Because uh, we're going to be having some uh, DVD reviews or whatever for you. Yeah, we're, we're going to kind of jump into the uh, and you know we'll probably. It'll be on the YouTube page, and, uh, you know, we might even post some on the Facebook page, too. Um, some uh, video reviews. 
Um, so you can see see our pretty faces as we're we're talking about some of these movies. I don't know about that, but uh, it could uh, be good or bad depending on who's who's looking. But um, hopefully, there's somebody tossing off to us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there better be. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be doing some of those kind of a uh, you know we're we're doing them for you know horrorhappyhour dot com and and kind of just you know for ourselves too just because it was something that we had been I think kind of discussing already yeah um, you know just because today I think things are just so so visual you know yeah like, I agree people like to see what they're listening to also you know um, so yeah we thought we'd just throw in some some video reviews in the mix there too. And uh, so you'll be able to find them in like any number of places. The our YouTube page, um, probably our Facebook page, and then Horror the Happy Hour. Spot. Yeah, the blog spot. And we'll uh, just throw them everywhere. For yeah, you. and then of course HorrorHappyHour.com. We'll spread our legs and throw it right in your face. <laughs> Let's do that. We'll give you a nice uh, squirt of awesomeness. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but we're going to be doing, uh, you know, old shit, new shit, you know, uh, uh, you know, releases that just came out, or we're not, you know, we're not going to be strictly, you know, new, you know, new horror, like, uh, I mean, I know they do a lot of that, but, uh, I mean, watch, you watch a lot of the newer stuff, um, mm-hmm. I'm guilt. I'm not really, uh, into the newer, I mean, I do watch it and everything, but, uh, I'm not as into it, Yeah. um, but I'll, but we're going to be doing a little bit of both, so, uh, yeah. look out for that. And actually, there is one posted on the YouTube page now. I just did a, uh, a video review for uh, the Fangoria Fright Fest movie called Hunger. Okay. Um, so that's up on the YouTube page. However, the uh, audio is delayed like, I don't know, maybe three, four seconds. So it looks a little goofy. <laughs> I apologize for that. I don't know what happened. But I tried to fix it, and it just didn't work out. Um, I might still try to work on that, see if I can get it, <laughs> get it remedied. But you know, I mean, you'll you'll get the gist of it. It'll just kind of look like a fucking Godzilla movie or something. <laughs> and anybody that uh, knows behind the mask or listens, in, you know, since day one, you know, we're like the king of audio. Fuckers. Oh, fucking audio! And so uh, much, so much problems with fucking audio. So ridiculous. Um, I mean, I don't know. Video video quality is always good for us, Fuck usually. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't know. Can't seem to get out of here right. But well, yeah. what we'll, can you do? We'll figure it out one of these yeah. days. It'll 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 all line up one of these days. Exactly. I fucking hope. <laughs> yeah. Was there anything else you want to talk about before we got into DVD releases or um, just bullshit about anything or? Well, yeah. Actually, there was a, a couple of things that I was kind of excited about. Well, one anyway that I can think of off the top of my head right now. Uh, just a couple movies that are coming up here that I was really looking forward to checking out. Um, one of them is called uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Oh, yeah, it looks great. Oh, my God, I saw a trailer for it. It's um, uh, Magnet is releasing it, and uh, they're putting out, like, some of the fucking best stuff right now. Like, them and, like, IFC Midnight. Um, I mean, they're putting out great stuff. But this Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, it's, like, one of those movies that I was, like, totally fucking pissed off and jealous that I didn't come up with it because the concept is like so fucking cool um, but yeah if you haven't seen a trailer for it I think uh, I don't know if it's available to watch right now on like IFC and theaters on on demand mm-hmm. uh, it possibly could be but I'm not sure because um, I know I've seen people that have said they've they've watched it um, 
But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen a trailer for it, look up a trailer for it. It looks fucking phenomenal. Hilarious. Hell, yeah, and that, uh, yeah, I also wanted to tell, uh, I haven't really got to talk to you, Lush, a whole lot, but uh, a few nights ago, uh, River Man and uh, River Woman went uh, to the local cinema and checked out um, Tree of Life. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you heard about that. Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. Terrence Uh, Terrence Mal. Yeah, but... uh, you know, him, he's he's an acquired taste. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, and... Well, he makes a movie, like, what, like every five years or even more than that, probably? Every five years, and the main reason I went to the OC, it was, I mean, I'm a huge Sean Penn. Sean Penn yeah. yeah, I love Sean Penn. I love Brad Pitt, you know, even though a lot of people might out there might hate him, but I love, you know, a lot of his serious roles. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I went, went to the local Plex and checked that out, and I, I walked out, you know, I really enjoyed it. And then, um, of course, uh, River Woman hated it. She <laughs> thought it was a piece of shit. Yeah. Which, I mean, I could see. I mean, there wasn't a whole, like, you know, the plot. There wasn't really any plot. It's mostly visual. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I slept on it. The next morning, I woke up. Woke up. Woke up. What the up. fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I woke up, and I was like, uh, you know what? Like, uh, it was too fucking artsy for me. I thought it was a piece of shit. At the really? second, yeah, really? after I slept on it. I mean, visually, it's amazing. It's stunning, beautiful. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, of course, there's no really story. It's, you yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, if you're into those, maybe if you're, like, tripping on LSD or something, <laughs> it'd be it'd be great. But, you know, I really like the visual aspects of the movie. But, yeah. um, I, know, I, I don't mean, know. Yeah, Terrence Malick really has a, a good eye, you know, I think. But uh, I haven't I haven't even seen the thin red line. You see that? Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, and it was I mean not not your typical war war movie. Yeah. at all. You know, it was real slow. You know, mm-hmm. real long, drawn out. Um, yeah, I mean, it was good. it was okay. Uh, it wasn't really my you know cup of tea. I think that that one there too. I mean, I think it was. I don't know. I guess as artsy as you can be with a war movie. Yeah. Like that's you know it was an artsy war movie. Yeah. <laughs> kind of you know. Um, so, I mean, but yeah, I mean, he's talented. I mean, no question, but like you said, definitely an acquired taste. And I know, you know, not, I mean, there's people that love him and people that just can't stand his work. So, and all the artsy fartsies, I'm sure love him. I mean, he's, I mean, not saying he's terrible. I just, I couldn't really get into it. I don't know if it was the day or what, but, uh, it was either between that or the plan of the apes and yeah. I'm kind of pissed off I didn't see Planet of the Apes because here it's fucking great. Yeah, I think that, yeah, that Rise of Planet of the Apes is pretty cool, I think. Yeah. I do too, man. I, I definitely need to see that. Still. I didn't care for much for the one with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, oh yeah, uh, a piece of shit. Yeah, was I, a, I wasn't a huge fan of that, but yeah. this one looks fucking good. Good summer. Good summer movie. Oh, yeah. I don't know if there's any other good... Uh, I think next week is that um, Fright Night opens up. Yeah, the remake of Fright Night. Which, um, you know, I'm not really looking forward to, but I mean, I'll see it just because it's something to see. Yeah. And um, I don't know, horror-wise, what's going to be really coming out here next Well, I know next month, uh, Kevin Smith's Red State oh, comes yeah, out. That was the that. other one that I was real excited about checking out. I posted a, uh, a trailer of it on our Facebook page a while back. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was the they had just put out the uh, the red band trailer for it, and uh, I checked that out. And before I saw that red band trailer, I hadn't even seen a trailer period for it. Really? Yeah. yeah no, I hadn't. I think uh, I was talking about it a few episodes ago. I yeah, think. I yeah, you did bring it up. It. Yeah. But yeah, this is the actual official trailer. It's not mm-hmm. the the other one that we saw previously. So. Yeah. And it looks fucking great. It does. Oh man, I cannot wait to see this movie. I'm I'm a huge fan of uh, religion. Like, well, not I'm not a religious person, but 
movies based religion, on religion, yeah. religion and film, religion and film. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I find it very fascinating. You know, mm-hmm. especially you know if it's not like you know Christianity and like all the other bullshit religions that you actually know about. Yeah, um, I like the whole yeah, the cults yeah, and all that other fanatics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is uh, you know definitely uh, different. So uh, yeah, you yeah. know. Keep an eye out for that. And, uh, yeah, I know it comes out next month. I'm not sure an exact date on it, but I know it comes out. It said September, so. Cool. So, yeah, I'm sure you can, I don't know. They might have a an actual, you know, set release date for it now. I'm not sure, but check it out. I don't know. You can you can find it. It's around. All right. Well, we'll jump into uh, DVD releases that will be coming out here in the next uh, month or two. Um all right, first I wanted to talk about, um, I was on somethingweird.com and I found out that uh, a Blood Trilogy Blu-ray, which is going to be coming out with um, Blood Feast, uh, 2000 Maniacs. Color and, Me uh, Blood Red, right? Color, Color Me Blood Red is the third one, yeah. it's going to H.G. Lewis Trilogy. Yeah, it's going to be a trilogy on Blu-ray. Definitely looking forward to it. I love 2000 Maniacs. Blood Feast is cool, too. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what it looks like on Blu-ray. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's not going to look fantastic, but... It'll look as good as it can. <laughs> exactly. And that's why I want to see the film, you know, look as good as it possibly can. Yeah. Um, and that'll be dropping September 27th with a basket case, too. Yes. And, um, yeah, I have the original, you know, basket case from, you know, something weird, uh... The regular DVD, but yeah, the Blu-ray should be uh, should be great for that. Yeah, on actually on one of the uh, the group forums I'm on on Facebook, um, a lot of people are like just now discovering Basket Case. I saw. Are you serious? Yeah, I swear, man, they're just now and, and they're loving, they're loving it. Like, man, I just watched this movie called Basket Case. It's fucking great. Watch that movie like fucking fifteen I years ago. I know, man. right? They're like, the fuck yeah, have they been? Like, dude, that's a classic. Like, oh, I never even knew about it. Like, seriously? <laughs> like, yeah, they made, like, three of them. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm looking I'm looking forward to that, too. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, cool. Love Basket Case. Frank Henenlotter is the shit. Oh, I agree. Can't go wrong with Henenlotter. No, man, he's awesome. Well, the other one I uh, came across was uh, this movie called Cutthroats 9. Um, well, it's a double feature. Uh, that and Joshua are on it. It's a Code Red release that'll be coming out here, I believe, August sixteenth, next next Tuesday or so. Um, you know, it's basically you know a spaghetti western. They say it's like uh, you know the most violent film. Well, that was back in nineteen seventy two. Yeah, at the time. But um, yeah, it definitely looks you know entertaining. I still haven't seen this. It it is out on DVD. It has been out, but I think it's out of print. And uh, I think Coder picked it up, and uh, yeah, they're gonna throw throw it out. Which uh, I've really been impressed with all the Code Red movies that came out recently. So yeah. I think I'm gonna jump on Cutthroats Nine and uh, give this a watch because it looks really really good. Because I love this, you know, violent, you know, spaghetti western western type of flicks. So it does. It looks great. It looks really looks really good. Um. So yeah, keep that. Uh, you know, keep your mind open for that, I guess. Um, next one uh, is uh, Thou Shall Not Kill Except. Is this the same, releasing the same week? No, this is, uh, they, I don't think they have a release date for oh, these yet. a release date for that yet. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, these are going to be put out by Synapse, our good buddies from Synapse yes. that have been coming out with fucking great titles lately. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, everything. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, this uh, they haven't released a date yet, but I think it's before the end of the year, my guess. Mm-hmm. And, of course, this is uh, produced by Scott Spiegel. Um, you know, it's a great-looking it's great looking flick. I haven't seen it yet. It's hell out of print. Mm-hmm. Um, you can buy the DVD, but, yeah, you're going to have to pay the big bucks on eBay, which, you know, I don't want to do. So, <laughs> of course, I'm going to wait till the Blu-ray title comes out for yeah. Synapse. Yeah. Um, that one and also Intruder, uh, Scott Spiegel and then actually directed, which yeah. I, I have really fond memories of this movie. I, uh, Intruder, yeah. uh, Lush and I used, you know, working in, uh, the produce department, the grocery <laughs> yeah, store, yeah. uh, we, uh, we loved the whole, uh, slasher grocery store type of flick. Yeah, that was great. Um, I think, I think the guy got his, like, head chopped off in the trash compactor or something. Yeah, somebody got... Yeah, stuck in a trash compactor. Decapitated. I don't remember, but yeah. Is it a decapitation, or did he just get, like, completely crushed? I don't remember. You know what? It's been, I think we saw it, like, you know, like, ten, you know, five, ten years ago. Yeah, it was a while back. And, uh, I mean, I, I remember I I, lo- I really love this film, but... Oh, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. The quality was shit, I thought, but, uh, yeah, they're going to be releasing in Blu-ray, so it's going well, yeah. to look beautiful for you guys. Definitely. We're definitely going to pick that one up from, uh... Synapse too. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Thou shalt not kill, except yeah, too. that that looked like a just a fucking fun kick ass movie. And I think Ted Raimi and Sam, Sam Raimi are uh, in the movie. That's awesome, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and they yeah, I think they they were both in uh, Intruder also. Oh yeah, yeah. And then Bruce Campbell with his like uh, five minute cameo. Fucking not even five minutes in yeah. Intruder. Yeah. <laughs> was he police officer that got shot or killed or something? Or no, he just like he showed up at the very end of the oh, movie. Very end. Yeah. Yeah, and he was in there for like maybe a minute. Hmm. And but they they gave him fucking top billing on the cover of the movie though. Yeah. Bruce Campbell in Intruder. Hell yeah. At the very end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, and I remember. I mean, I'm I'm gonna revisit Intruder, but I'm gonna yeah. wait till Blu-ray hits. You know, Blu-ray hits. But uh, I remember loving it. So yeah, that was great. Yeah, go check that out. I mean, those are all the DVD releases that I have for uh, this week. Um, Some good stuff. Well, these next couple months, so keep yeah. an eye open. Yeah. But um, yeah, well, you watch anything recently, Lush? Or yeah, I got a. A few that I can I can talk about real quick. Um, see, one of the more recent ones that I watched. Oh, what the hell was it? Now I don't remember. Uh, no, it was called. Uh, <laughs> uh, woo! It was called uh, the Nameless, um, and it was a Spanish language movie. Um, but pretty good though, man. I, I really enjoyed it. It's pretty kind of a mind fuck. Uh, or the well, I mean the the main character in it uh, gets pretty much mind-fucked, like, in the worst way. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was pretty much this, uh, this couple, husband and wife, their uh, daughter goes missing, and uh, the police find a body, and, like, they're, she had some kind of issue where one leg was, like, shorter than the other, and the body that they found had that same issue, Mm -hmm. and there was just a lot of things that led them to believe that this was their daughter. And so... Five years, I think. I think it was like five years go by, and uh, the husband and wife have since gotten divorced. Like they just couldn't, you know, get past it or whatever. And the mother gets a phone call one day saying that, "Hey, mommy, it's me. It's your daughter. I'm still alive." And blah blah blah. You need to come here and find me or whatever. And uh, so she doesn't believe it at first, but then she starts thinking, "Okay, yeah, my daughter's still alive." And she gets in contact with. Um, 
the police detective that was in charge of their case five years before. And uh, he has since quit the police department, but she kind of convinces him to kind of take the case on for her, you know. And, sure. And uh, he kind of starts helping her look into this whole thing, and it just gets, like, really fucking weird, like, really fucked up. Um, I, I won't give too much of it away, but it's, it was really good, definitely worth watching. So check that one out. It is streaming on Netflix. It's called The Nameless. Nameless? Yeah. That's That's pretty good. I have to give that a watch. Yeah. Um, the only one I watched besides the Super was uh, a movie called Hard Rock Zombies. Um, starring, uh, I think it's EJ Curse. Um, I think he went by, what was it, at the time it was EJ Curcio. But now it's, yeah, now he goes by EJ, EJ Curse. And, um, <laughs> I think, I don't know why, but I think this guy was in Playgirl. I think I saw that. But is it uh, in your, your backlog of, of issues? My back, yeah, my <laughs> backlog of issues. You know, my uh, memory banks probably from yeah. uh, a shower about you know ten years ago. But uh, bear with me here, uh, Lush. Um, but yeah, Hard Rock Zombies, uh, 1985 flick. It's a horror comedy uh, musical. Well, kind of musical. It's about a musical band. Hard rock band that travels to you know a, a small town and everything, and the town's run by you know a bunch of like kind of like you know right winged you know hillbillies you know they don't like they don't like rock music and um, kind of like, like Footloose kind of like Footloose <laughs> I agree no Kevin Bacon which sucks but uh, um, EJ is pretty pretty good in his own <laughs> um, he played the character of Jesse which was the lead singer of the band and. Uh, they go to this small town, and uh, they're not welcome, of course. They're saying, like, you know, he can't uh, put on the concert and all this shit. <laughs> and, um, yeah, they run into, like, a weird, like, kind of a crazy family. Um, they're just into, like, random, like, weird shit. And uh, they end up being, uh, I don't know, this this movie's just all over the place. I can't, it's hard to explain, but this mo- or this uh, family ends up turning out to be a bunch of Nazis. And the, the father turns out to be Adolf Hitler. He, like, rips off a mask, and he turns out to be, like, fucking Adolf Hitler. So, um, there, there's Nazis, there's Hicks, there's... Uh, there's rockers in it. There's, um, you know, the gore and the special effects were kind of minimal. But the cheesiness was fucking, I mean, it was right on, man. <laughs> um, Lush, I played for you this uh, this little tune called Cassie or whatever yep. um, that they performed in the movie. And, Why that uh, song never took off, I have no idea. Exactly. And, <laughs> I mean, just... Yeah, go go watch the trailer. Yeah, the trailer gave me a hard on. I I saw the trailer. I was like, that's my next net, next disc on Netflix. So yeah, I, I got it from Netflix, and you know what? I really enjoyed it. I think people should you know give it a chance. And if you're looking for some cheesy you know horror comedy, it reminded me a lot of like a um, Night Train to Terror type of like yeah. just so random. The movie's just fucking random. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, I like those. I mean, you don't have to think about them. You just mm-hmm. sit back and, you know, have a few drinks. And, yeah, I was going to say, I just, could, could want to watch beer. Or yeah. Watch beers. Have beers and watch. <laughs> hope you don't watch, watch beers. I'd rather, yeah. <laughs> I'd rather drink them. <laughs> I'd rather, but, uh, yeah, just kick back and don't even, you know, turn your brain off and watch some stupid movie. Yeah, exactly. I would recommend it, though. Hell yeah. Was was there anything else you watched, Lush? Uh, yeah, a couple, uh, couple more I could mention. Um, there was one, actually, uh, as, you know... People who have, you know, listened to the past, you know, four shows that we've done, I've, 
I know I, I did a segment on one of the shows. I think it might have been in episode uh, three, possibly. I did a film noir favorite. Um, so I'm into a lot of that old, you know, black and white kind of uh, detective mystery kind of shit. Yeah. Um, but I watched this one called uh, Fury, I think it was. I believe it was from like 1938 and uh, starred Spencer Tracy. And this was like, I mean, like an old school. Like, 30s old school fucking revenge movie. Really. Uh, I mean, it, it reminded me of, like, um, almost like law-abiding citizen, sort mm-hmm. of. But okay. if it was done back in the 30s. And, I mean, of course, you, you're not getting all the bloody killings and all that. But, uh, basically, this Spencer Tracy, um, him and his uh, fiance or wife, they, uh, they're pretty much broke. She... Uh, ends up going um, to Chicago to live with her mother, who I think was ill or something like that, and he stays behind to try to work and save up money, and then they're going to reunite at some point. Well, he ends up, uh, they end up being separated for like a year, and uh, he, in the uh, during that year, he opens up a garage and gas station with his brothers and makes uh, makes some good money, buys himself a car, and after a year, he's finally ready to go out to Chicago and be reunited with his fiance or wife uh, or what have you. Yeah. And uh, so he uh, he gets out there or on his way out there, he gets stopped by the cops, and uh, they take him in for questioning on a uh, a kidnapping of a local girl. And um, he obviously, I mean, everybody who's watching the movie knows that he's innocent, but. There are things that kind of point to him as a suspect, so they keep him in custody. Well, then word gets around this little, like, podunk shit town Mm -hmm. that they have, like, a suspect in custody. So all the townsfolk start coming down there, and they pretty much turn into a lynch mob. And uh, they ultimately burn down the jail. And um, everybody assumes that he dies in the fire. And, um, but... He doesn't. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess I just kind of gave that whole fucking thing away. But so <laughs> he comes Good back. One. Yeah, he comes back for you know for revenge. But he wants to do it like the legal way. He wants to see um, those people go through like a trial. He wants to watch them squirm, and he wants them all. To, he wants them all to die, but he wants it to be legal. So he wants them all to be hanged. You know, yeah. after they get found guilty. But it was just, I mean, really fucking good movie. And then there was a lot of, you know, his own guilt and, like, I don't know, just all kinds of shit going on. But it was really fucking good. I highly recommend it. It's called Fury. Um, I'm not sure if that's on Netflix or not. Um, if it is, I, I would imagine you can get it on DVD. But probably, yeah. not, probably not streaming. But, um, but yeah, I just watched that one recently. And then uh, Black Death, I watched that one. That was good. Period piece, like, back, set back in, like, 1398 or something. Um, around the time of the Black Plague, mm-hmm. and um, it was a cool kind of take on you know that that time period when the Black Plague was happening, and there was a lot of like you know religious stuff going on there too, and it was it was pretty good. I actually won it from Magnet Releasing, cool. Um, so they sent that out to me, and uh, that one also is streaming on Netflix, so you can check that out. Star Sean Bean, um, but yeah, it was definitely worth a watch. So check that one out too. Yeah, I, I didn't really watch anything else. Um, I've been watching uh, a lot of Entourage. Um, the new season's out on HBO. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been catching up on that new season, and yeah, it's going pretty good. I mean, um, final season, right? Final season, yeah. Which I'm sad about. It's you know, it's a great show for uh, you that actually watch it out there. But um, yeah, I 
The only thing I don't like about it, I think Ari's kind of a little bitch in this uh, this season. Really? Kind of a pushover, which, you know, he's been like, you know, he's been the fucking king in all of them. Like, the, you know, the king of comebacks and everything. And yeah. now that his wife is, you know, divorcing him and, you know, finding other men, then he's kind of turned into a little bitch. But, uh <laughs> Yeah, it's a great show. Check out this season. Also, Curb Your Enthusiasm. I've been hooked on those pretty much, and uh, that's all I have pretty much time to watch. I mean, yeah. not a whole lot of time. Yeah, talk, speaking of TV, I got real into that Falling Skies okay. on TNT. That was pretty good. They just had their season finale um, this past Sunday, and that was just fucking... It ended like... I was like, what? Really? <laughs> Seriously? And we got to wait all the way until uh, next summer now. Oh, summer 2012 before we get a new season of that. So, oh well, I guess. But great, great show, though. I, I think you can get it like cable on demand. They have all the, you know, all the episodes from this first season. So check that out, too. It was a good show. Well, Walking Dead should be coming out here pretty soon. Yeah, uh, yeah. I listened to a few podcasts and they were talking about the trailer. I, I still haven't got around to watching the trailer. I mean, I love, I love... Walking Dead and all, but mm-hmm. uh, I haven't seen the new trailer for season two. Have you? You know, I saw like a because I, I watch uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, and uh, it's another great show. If you don't watch that, watch that fucking show. It's really good. Um, but yeah, they did like a uh, like a sneak peek or whatever from season two, and all it was was um, uh, what's his name, the main character. What's his uh, fuck Rick? Is it Rick? Well, yeah, they shouldn't in the show. Yeah. I forgot half of that shit because it came out a year ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think his name was Rick. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the cop, the main character, he uh, he's like hiding behind a tree. You see a zombie coming up from, you know, coming behind him. And uh, when the zombie gets close, he pops out and just like beats its head in with, uh, I don't remember what the hell he had in his hand, but he just beat, uh, beat the shit out of him with something. And that was all. Yeah. That was all they showed. I'm like, oh, wow, what a great in-depth look at season two. Yeah. Thank you. It was Rick, by the way, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, it's, obviously, it's going to be, I'm sure it's going to be fucking cool. No, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be great. I'm yeah. really looking forward to it. But. I mean, it was a cool scene that they showed. I was yeah. just expecting a little bit more than that. But. Yeah, and, um, I don't know, upcoming shows, we have, like, little mini interviews with uh, some of the cast of The Walking Dead. Uh, yeah. We got from... A uh, couple zombies. couple zombies. Um, yeah. Really cool people. So, uh, yeah, keep an ear out. We might throw that in um, this show in the next couple. I don't know. We'll see what happens, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, we had... Uh, who was it? Melissa Cowan. Melissa Cowan, yeah. Like the bicycle girl. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the more, uh, I think, memorable <laughs> zombies. Yeah. From uh, season one, and then uh, Sonya Thompson. Sonya Thompson, yeah. Um, which she played uh, a couple different zombies. Or so yeah. did Melissa Cowan. Melissa Cowan played a couple, yeah. too. But um, really she, nice, though. Both yeah. Them. They were really cool. Great, great gals, yeah. yeah. Really cool. And, uh, yeah, that was at a local, um, you know, pop culture convention here. Yeah. And it was just real quick, like, yeah. uh, you know... Minute or two, you know, yeah, interview was, with with them. Just asked them a couple of questions, and they talked a little bit about their experience on the show. And that was, was just cool to meet them. Yeah, 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 cool to talk to them. I mean, definitely. But uh, yeah, what should we do next? I don't know. You want to roll into a break and then maybe uh, sink our teeth into the super? Let's do it. Well, uh, little little treat for you guys. Um, rolling into the break, I'm I'm gonna throw in a. Uh, 
um, a little song from the movie that I was talking about. Um, <laughs> well, you know what? Actually, if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, then I guess we should maybe from from there roll into a Red Rockets segment. Okay. And do that, and then uh, after Red Rockets segment, we'll come back and do uh, do our review of the Super. Oh I think, yeah, I think, yeah, let's do that. I think yeah. that song would be a good lead-in for him. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is from the Hard Rock Zombies, and yeah. um, you might get a kick out of it. So uh, this is this is what you should expect. This one goes out to all the ladies. All the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> what was that from? Back to the Future, or what? Oh, uh, what does he say? It's for all you lovers out. All you lovers. <laughs> right. Little soulful, yeah. I don't That's know. right. But, uh, yeah, you're listening to Behind the Mask with the Rubber Man. And Lush. Stay tuned. Hell yeah. Uh, this is the Red Rocket segment. Hey, what's up, guys? We're just chilling. Um, so you've been doing the P90X then? or? Oh, yeah, dude. I feel like I'm going to vomit right now. I feel like there's a pack of rabid wolverines in my abdomen. Yeah, so so describe to me what the hell you were just talking about. It was uh, walking push-ups? What the oh, fuck? Oh, God, it was, uh, it was walking push-ups. Basically, you know, today tonight's workout was uh, core synergistics, which is basically... Uh, synergistics basically means you're working out everything, you know, like you're utilizing your core, always tightening your buttocks and tightening your abs while doing, uh, for example, one series of a workout, I will be doing, um, sort of a pattern of lunge, then curls, then, you know, just, it's everything all balled up in one. It just makes you want to vomit, man. I can't explain it any, anymore, but the walking pushups are just nuts. That's just, you know, becoming a plank. On the ground, um, huh. this and the, walking into your push-ups, and, and it's it's hard. And I've I've heard that that planking is really big right now. What the hell is that? Everybody talks about planking. <laughs> I, I guess never, you just like stiffen up like a board and just lay somewhere. Well, yeah, you lay I've, somewhere. I've never I've never heard about it being big. I mean, I'm not really into <laughs> that. It's like networking wise, I just well planks a plank is pretty much is a huge part of yoga. You know, I know yoga is really big with the hipsters, you know. I've yeah. been doing yoga. I do yoga once or twice a week, and it's, you know, it's it comes off wussy, but it ain't, man. It's It really does a lot for you, and, you know, everything's sort of based around that plank. You go into downward dog, find your chi, 
you know, it's nuts. So you're training with Tony Perkis then, huh? No. Well, his name's Tony Horton, dude. We might as well be Tony. It's, <laughs> I dude, I, God, Tony. I'm feeling skinny Be too large. Did you say skinny wieners? <laughs> dude. Nurse Julie. Nurse Julie. <laughs> I like, uh, I see a famous rap artist. <laughs> yeah. See, the dude, president dude, of the United dude, States. He's, he's British. England. Yeah, he's uh, British. That's a uh, star. I'm, hey. I'm looking at a picture of a guy planking in an airplane in between uh, two, uh, um, you know, the overhead uh, compartments. In between them. His yeah. head's in one, his feet's in the other. It's crazy. Yeah. I got some picture where there was all kinds of dudes, like, planking all over a kitchen. Like up on top of like cupboards and like on countertops and like between countertops and it was fucking just nuts. That is stupid, dude. Yeah, fucking now, retarded. Why? As we're, it will, as we're recording this, my old lady's over here planking on our one of our uh, dinner table chairs. Really? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> She's over here like, shut up, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> It might, it sounds lame, maybe like doing the yoga stuff and actually being fit and trying to be healthy, but I don't know, man, I'm at the point in my life where I want to take that stuff seriously. It doesn't sound lame. I mean, just the whole planking thing sounds fucking stupid. Dude, it's nuts. When you plank, you are utilizing every muscle in your body and then you're always turning to that plank position. It's like you might start and plank and then it's like, okay, let's go into a side where you'll, you'll not leave that stiffness and you'll turn on one of your arms and turn on your side and lift your arm up in the air. And now you're doing a plank on your side. And then it's like, go back into that regular plank. Now go into this crazy ass position. Now it's like, but you never leave it. And your abs, your butt. I mean, I've got an ass of steel, Todd. I can't wait for you to feel <laughs> it. I might be going into a downward dog here in a little bit. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny. Should we should we jump into the music? Yeah, yeah. yeah let's... Oh wait, I thought this is the fitness section. No. <laughs> Behind the mask now has a fitness segment. Yeah, <laughs> we could get I an would... interview with Jillian Michaels <laughs> or Suzanne she... Summers. She... Yeah, she, she reminds me of friggin' uh, Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor, dude. She's like scary in a manly way. Totally. And she's really toned, but she kind of looks like a man in the face. She's a dog. Kind of like, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Linda Hamilton. Like she's that like, one dude. She's, that one of those, she's one of those chicks. Like, I mean, she's not like, I don't know. I wouldn't call her ugly or anything, but I could totally, like, picture her taking a power shit. And <laughs> that just totally turns me off. <laughs> speaking of speaking of shit, Riverman hasn't been able to shit for the past couple of days. He's been eating too many minnows or something. I'm oh. getting, getting kind of freaked out, man. Too much P.F. Chang's? Probably, man. You're just going to take a monster one like here in a day or so. Uh, I like how we're – I know it's going to stink, man. It is going to stink like the rotting dead. That's basically what's going on in your belly right now. You are just <laughs> – You're going to shit a football here in a second. Here, here in I, a like, I like how uh, – I like how we're staying on the topic of health, even though we're trying to move away. But I'll comment really quick on the topic of, uh, you know, having movements. You know, eating healthy in this diet, I am so regular. I do, I, you know, I, I take a dump five times a day, and it's so regular. And with all the protein, and no, I am on, I'm like clockwork, and I'm so healthy. And, you know, with all the protein I take in, it's like I shit bricks. 
<laughs> oh, God. It's like, I'll do, I'll do that. It'll be a brick and it'll be done. I'm like, all right. It's like I do it in shifts, like five times a day. I'm like in and out in like 30 seconds. It's amazing. <laughs> Nobody gets mad at me at work. It's like, oh, he'll be back in 30 seconds. You know? Oh, my God. I don't eat Mexican food, so I don't know what it's like to have the runs anymore to piss out of my ass. I don't, <laughs> I don't know these things anymore. <laughs> well, that you, was music. You can, you can edit all this out. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll see how motivated I am. So, so Red Rocket, how about that Solution 45? (laughs) Did did you dig any deeper into those guys? Uh, Okay. No, you know, I watched, um, I think I I had gotten into like three of the videos. And um, I think I listened to the other two. I listened to the first song that you had sent me um, a couple of times. And the other two I I skimmed over. Um, But, you know, now I have to go back to them. You know, regrettably... It's one of those things that actually I haven't thought about it since you sent them to me. It's one of those things, but stay on me about it, so I'll keep listening to it. But okay. on a first impression, uh, I'm trying to think of what I had told you. I'm trying to go back, back and think about it. Um, first impression is that guy during, the, I think it was the first song on that bridge. He had a really crazy, crazy register of oh, note yeah. right before that guitar solo. Um, I don't know. I think I had mentioned that I'm not super. It's really, it's been really popular the last five or six years. The whole and I credit stuff like Killswitch Engage, where it's like, hey, let's have the the heavy groove metal core, you know, verse or whatever, and then let's have a sing along chorus that you know would be fit for radio. But during the yeah. verse, let's scream. And I, I've never hopped on that bandwagon. I don't like Killswitch Engage. You know, I'm probably you know catch a lot of hate for that, or and all yeah, the bands that follow that. Yeah, it's just it's just not my thing. But um, so they kind of had that, but not that they were a Killswitch Engage type band. You know, there was elements of a lot of stuff. But yeah. I really liked it. I, I liked it on a first impression. I'm going to listen to it more. But Yeah, and, you know, I kind of did the same thing as you did at first. I kind of was, like, skimming over some of their stuff a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I finally got the idea. I'm like, well, you know, their stuff, you really can't skim over it because there's so many, like, fucking changes within one song. Yeah. Uh, that you really have to listen to it straight through, you know? And that's what I dig. I mean, I like, you know, stuff that isn't so straightforward and I like, you know, stuff that might be more complex and, you know, maybe take a little bit of patience. You know, I'm not, I'm definitely not a casual music listener. You know, a lot of their, a lot of their song structures are just really, really different. Uh, Yeah. That's why I liked it. It wasn't, you know, I know I referenced, I don't, I hate tags and I hate labels, but you know, the metal core, the mall core bands. I mean, I even know Crab what the heck core? That. Crab core. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> whatever those, whatever all that means, you know, all those bands, they're not like that because they had elements of a lot of stuff. I like, like the progressive metal and progressive rock. And then they had the sing along choruses, but the dude can wail. He had a really good voice. It was, um, Very if much. I remember, if I remember correctly, it was really in taste. Like there's some singers that, really try too hard and to me go overboard, you know, and that guy had a nice range, but yet he knew how to, you know, stick with the note and sit on it, you know? Right. So, I mean, from what I heard, I dug it and thank you for reminding me. So I'll, you know, go listen to it some more. And I was actually out shopping today for new music, you know, and I'm, I didn't even think about it. Um, I, I should have looked into it by the way, sidestep best buy. They're really, I think finally getting the idea of how, bad the market is as far as um decreasing physical album sales and stuff like that and if you guys have noticed cds are getting relatively cheaper you're at your big chains which that's all there basically is now um like best buy more and more and more cds are 
staying nine ninety nine instead of just like first week. And like I came across just a sporadic, uh, I would come across sporadic ninety nine cent albums, and these weren't like generic albums; they were good albums, you know. Like whoa! And then I went on the website to find out all the albums that they had for ninety nine cents to two bucks, and I most of them were. If not good, they were worth, hey, it's worth a dollar to try. Why not? It's not putting me out. And, you know, found some gems. And then today they they had kind of like the $5 bin at Walmart for DVDs. They had a $5 CD bin. And it was like I was a kid in a candy store because they had some good stuff, man. I bought some stuff that I, you know, I hadn't had. The only Alice in Chains album I've never owned just because I practically own um, Riverman's copy in high school. I think I gave it back to him when we finished. Yeah. <laughs> And I actually never picked it up just because I can't justify paying nine dollars for a used CD, and um, and I won't download it. So, but they had it brand new, the Alice in Chains live album. I'm in love with this album. I love it to death. Well, it's great, I, man. Queen of the Rodeo. A, yeah, Queen of the Rodeo, and I love. Uh, they had a track. They had two tracks on the last Action Hero soundtrack. They oh, had. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and the one that wasn't the single that was uh, a little bitter. And they played it on this, and I love the version. It's amazing. I like. I pretty much own it just for this. And then I bought Billy Joel Glass Houses. It further almost completes my Billy Joel discography. I'm a big fan. Nice. Um, and I bought uh, Ozzy Osbourne No Rest for the Wicked just because it's the one I don't have like the rest of these. So I completed three of my um, discography collections for fifteen bucks, and I feel complete. You know. Cool. So. So check that out if you guys are still into buying music. I know a lot of you guys aren't out there. You know, I think the the last uh, the last thing I bought out of a bin like that was like the greatest hits of the Isley Brothers or something like that. <laughs> I, I yeah. love that old I love that old soul shit. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. I, ended up, I ended up just picking up the Electric Light Orchestra greatest hits uh, from the bin too, and uh, nice. I've been digging that. I mean, I mean. CD, the whole CD is great. So uh, I don't know. I've just been driving around, listening to listening to a few tracks, and driving my girlfriend crazy, and you know how that goes. So, so we know what you've been hot on lately. And can I? Is it safe to assume you've been hot on the uh, the band we were just discussing? Uh, disgusting, disgusting. Hush, <laughs> uh, or is there? What else have you been listening to? Were you talking to me? Yeah, Lush. Oh, yeah. sorry, sorry, I was distracted there for a second um what, what? <laughs> there, there's things going on here you don't even know right now bunch of bobby brown huh oh ain't, uh, yeah he he says ain't nobody humping around but there might be some people humping around right now uh, <laughs> no i'm i'm kidding or am i um no what what have i been listening to lately jesus fucking christ um you know, I, I I was listening to a lot of that Solution Forty Five uh, recently. Uh, listened to quite a bit of them. Uh, who else have I been listening to? Uh, I did listen to some more of that uh, that PM Dawn CD that uh, Riverman. Hell up. yeah! Great By the CD. way, man, I I want to see that VHS. My gift. But sorry. Oh no! Yeah, you have to send me your address, man. Well, I'm only going to be okay. All right, we'll do. I'm not going to get off now. PM Dawn, I don't even know. I honestly am not familiar with it. Do I need? Is this something I like? Is this a must check out or nineties R and B? You might like yeah. some of it. Like shy dude, little shy. Yeah, it's kind of like shy, but a little more yeah, so pop to it. He, these guys, these guys had some like some deep lyrics, though. You know, yeah, they were yeah. they were like really fucking like spiritual and shit. Uh, uh, 
all the while being like, I don't know. I mean, it was, it was, they had some spiritual stuff in there, but it was like, it was still popular. I mean, people still liked it, you know, it's still, I think caught on with people fairly well. Um, you know, who got me into shy was Eddie Winslow from family matters. Eddie Winslow. He was obsessed with shy. He did. Every back time back. he wanted to smooth on the women, did. Dude, I always wanted to like put lines in my head like that, but I didn't. You know, I always wanted a fro just so I could put the lines inside of my head. Put a Z, the dollar signs. Look at those dollar signs. There's no Z. Ain't no Z in DB. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? One other band that I, I I was listening to a little bit of just recently, which I mean I'm really into them. I I love them. Was uh, in this moment. Oh hell yeah! Um, a huge huge fan of theirs. They're, I've met I've met them uh, several times, and they're really really cool people. And Maria I think is just an amazing fucking vocalist. Um, Beautiful tragedy, which was their first one, um, was a pretty brutal album. And uh, I really enjoyed that one. Their second one called The Dream, she did a lot more vocally. Like, I mean, it wasn't as heavy as their first, but she did a lot more vocally. Um, She really showed people what she could do with her voice, you know. Um, And uh, their uh, latest one, Star Cross Wasteland, which I still haven't heard the full album yet, which I'm really upset with myself about, but... Uh, the few songs that I have heard off of it, it sounds fucking amazing. It's a, it's a, I think a good balance of heavy and, you know, um, otherwise. <laughs> yeah. I, I've caught them once. I think I, I caught them opening for Rob Zombie. I think it was, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and I've never listened to the records. I've heard Beautiful Tragedy, that single, um, from, you know, wherever and whenever. And, you know, I saw them live and I enjoyed it enough. And she had some pipes. I mean, I can't really comment on the genre too much, you know, but I liked it for what it was, you know. She was attractive to look at on stage, you know, more oh, so sure. than the Rob Zombie band. Yeah. You should, uh, you should check out The Dream. Um, cause I know, I know you're into, uh, you know, a lot of the, uh, the voice people too, you know, like, of course you've mentioned the, uh, the Josh Groban and all that stuff. Um, so I think you would really appreciate, uh, their album, the dream. Cause she does a lot more with her voice in that one. And I gotta, I gotta admit something here. I love, I love the female voice. Love it. But I, I can't jump on the bandwagon of the female, um, masculine voice. The, the pig squeals and, and the growling, basically, I mean, nothing against it. I mean, more power to them. I just, I don't know. I can't get into it. I can't. We actually, I think I was watching that metal show or something on VH1 Classic, and they were on the program, and they were performing a cover of I'm Broken by Pantera. Yeah. And my dad walked by, and he's like, that actually sounds pretty good. Is that a chick? You know, and she was sounding like Phil and Somo. Yeah. And, you know, it sounded pretty cool. More power to her. But I don't know, man. There's just something. There's a hurdle for me to get over. Maybe it's just a hurdle I have to get over personally. It's just not, like, I don't know. The times are changing, I guess. But You know, I, I, I saw a clip of that, and that made her just all the, all the more hotter. Now, granted... Granted, I did uh, rewatch that online, and uh, one of the other band members was growling with her to give it more of a, you know, yeah. throw, you know, the more masculine approach. So she wasn't all her, but yeah, she she had it in her though. She she was doing it. 
And uh, on a you know on a side note, yes, I realize all the more hotter is not grammatically correct. That what? was just uh, the first thing that rattled off of my fucking tongue. So I doubt anybody's gonna you know <laughs> about that. Some people, I, somebody's gonna listen and say, "Oh, what a dumb fuck!" All the more hotter, really. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're going to probably talk about the taco shits and, you know, the Afro talk and all this other stuff first before we get into grammar, but... um, Uh, Who cares? Oh, yeah, I don't care, man. Oh, I want to throw out there another one I uh, picked up and uh, been rocking out to. Well, I don't know if you can really call it rocking out to because it's a country album. Is the the Essentials by John Denver. Oh. I don't know if you guys are John Denver fans, but uh, not me. I've been really, I've been really digging his stuff, and uh, I don't know. I'm not a huge country fan, but there are a few country artists that I do like, like Johnny Cash, of course, and you know John Denver, some people like that. But I don't know. I've just always heard that John Denver was full of shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. Hey. Well, Remember, you remember back like 10 years ago when everybody was doing Dumb and Dumber lines every second and you wanted to strangle them? Oh, yeah. Now it's funny again. Now nobody does it. Yeah, exactly. It's but, so uh, funny again. And that's great. Um, speaking of John Denver, you know, I personally have not latched on to John Denver, but, you know, I have nothing but respect for singer-songwriters. You know, I'm not even going to go into bluegrass or country or whatever the heck they are, but just singer-songwriters in general. None but respect. I might not like all of Bob Dylan's stuff. You know, some of it is kind of hard to swallow, but the man was a great songwriter and should be respected, you know. Somebody might think he had the worst voice in the world, but, you know, there's millions of people that beg to differ, so that at least that speaks volumes there. And same thing with John Denver, whoever. Um, So I have respect for musicians, not, you know, nowhere. However you slice it. No, I agree. I'm a big singer-songwriter junkie myself. I mean, the majority of the... People I do listen to are singer-songwriters with, you know, like uh, Paul Simon, you know, because I'm a huge Simon and Garfunkel freak, so. Yeah. Um, Cat Stevens, of course. I mean, there's, you know, that's the majority of stuff I listen to besides metal, but. Yeah. Well, my, I don't know, you might you might consider his solo stuff um, more singer-songwriter-esque and even some of the stuff he did with Dire Straits, but my hero, Mark Knopfler. Oh, yeah. He's awesome. He was he was a songwriter. He was, he's, yeah. and he still is, and he's amazing, and I just, I love that guy so much. Um, totally not metal, but he's one of the most brilliant guitar players, in my opinion. Nobody finger-picks an electric like that man. That's not an easy oh, yeah. thing to do. Not an easy my, thing to do. A buddy of mine that's, he's a guitar player in a metal band. His favorite band of all time is Dire Straits. Yeah, and I know the friend, the mutual friend that you're talking about, and actually he got me into Dire Straits. Um, we go back to – it goes back to the seventh grade, and yeah. I remember I was into nothing but like every kid at that age, the first band we're introduced to in our generation was like Metallica and bigger bands like that or Ozzy Osbourne, and from there right. it ebbed and branched off. So I was all about Ride the Lightning and Fade to Black, and we were both into it. And he was talking about Mark Knopfler, and you know, I'm like, that what? That money? That MTV song? Like, yeah, yeah. that MTV song. And he let he lent me Brothers in Arms when we were like what eleven, and yeah. I was hooked, man. And, oh, yeah. oh my god! And I never looked back, and I just went back in their discography and and went. What's, into your, solo what's your favorite album slash song? Uh, or uh, Red Rocket. 
from Dire Straits. Dire Straits. You know, I'll um, I'll do it. I'll do both. I'll say an album as a whole, and then I'll do my songs. They're not necessarily the same. I don't know, man. They don't have a bad record. They really don't. And well, I agree. They're they're all very very different. You know, you got Brothers in Arms, which is so polished. And it's so diverse, you know. It's not like the self. It's not like the self-titled debut where it's pretty straightforward. Like, hey, this is us. We're the Sultans of Swing. Here's a bunch of, you know, stuff in that vein, you know. But even their root sound, like on that original record and Communique, the second one, which mm. the second one I put Communique, which is lesser, not as popular as their debut, over the debut. I think Communique's brilliant. You know, Portobello Bell and um, News and. Once Upon a Time in the West and stuff like that. But their core sound found on those first two albums is made up of jazz, blues, rockabilly, um, just so many styles rolled into one. And I don't know. It's tough to say. Um, And like I said, Brothers in Arms, it's very, very popular and it sold a crap ton of records and it put them on the map. But it's such a good record that that can't be annoyed. Ignored. It has everything. Um, but at the same time, I can tell you that Romeo and Juliet is the greatest love song ever written. Like I'd kill to write a song that good. Oh yeah. That's a great song with with that much feeling and just, you know, no man can not sing and just kind of croon like he does yet sound so good and have so much feeling in what he's muttering, you know, because he's, he's one of those crooner types. And I don't know, I, I wouldn't change his voice for the world. My mom can't listen to him or like Bruce Springsteen. Cause they sound like they're taking shits as, as she says. <laughs> and that's what she says. That's and uh, verbatim. And, and I just, I don't see it like that. I think I love Martin Knopfler's voice. There's something about it. And I, it's so charming and I wouldn't, I don't know. I want him to read me a story in bed. With that, with that British voice, it's, <laughs> you know. And I gotta I say, I I gotta say, my favorite song of uh, the Dire Straits is uh, "On Every Street." Oh, it, see, oh. it's it's a song that like brings me back. I mean, I've you know, I didn't hear it when I was a kid, but it brings me back to when I was a kid. I don't know why, but like yeah. uh, you know, living on this certain you know, I mean you know, living you know with uh, I'm not even going to get into it, but yeah, it brings me back. <laughs> well, I mean. And, and I, I could have went into that, too, because I was kind of touching on that. You know, their first two records had that core sound, This Is Us. And then they really branched off into many things. And on every street, that the record, um, by that time, it was basically Martin Offler solo. Everybody in the band had friggin' yeah. been out, and he had a bunch of assorted musicians. And after that record, they disbanded, and he just started going under the solo moniker. But... It was a country western record, basically, for the most part. And we're not talking about modern country. It was very influenced in uh, older, you know, 60s uh, American western music. And I've never been a big fan in particular of of uh, country western music of that era. But I really, really adore and like a lot of stuff that's influenced by it, kind of like that Dire Straits record. It's got just enough. I oh, yeah, as calling Elvis. I mean, that sounds country-esque. I mean... Heavy fuel a little bit. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's well, they're a great song. But listen to like, um, oh god, um, I'm drawing a blank here. Fade black. <laughs> Ticket. No wait, like Ticket to Heaven. That's a very yeah. '50s, um, very hey, what's the kind of oldies? It's got a very oldies feel. It makes yeah. me feel I'm 
driving next to I'm, I'm George McFly's date to the freaking dance. <laughs> Chevy Nova. And it's got that song's brilliant. I love it. That's like a song my grandfather would love. And there's songs like uh, you and your friend, which are kind of like smoky jazz room type stuff. And I don't know, I, but the song you mentioned is brilliant. I love it. And that just that breakdown or that uh, bridge section. Just, oh, that is, yeah. Kicks in. Gives and me it, chills, dude. It really does. It's it's a great song. And the lyrics, it's total singer-songwriter. I just, yep. I yeah, I know what you're saying about the lyrics. If anybody out there, just listen to the song and listen to the lyrics, and you can pretty, you could probably play something to do with yourself and, and those lyrics and relate to them. So, yeah, I can't pick a favorite. There's a lot. Hey, hey guys, uh, I think the Lush is going to check out here. But, uh, Keep it going strong and uh, Red Rocket. Don't forget to talk about uh, seeing in flames. Oh gosh, man, you're not gonna stick around for that. I totally forgot about that. No, I, I gotta get I gotta get rolling. But uh, yeah, definitely talk about that because uh, when I saw them, they were fucking phenomenal. So okay, all right, definitely talk about that. So all right, man. All right, well, we'll hook up with you guys soon. Everybody else. I'll uh I'll be back to you in the next segment probably. <laughs> All right, brother. Goodbye. Later. Yeah. Traitor. But yeah, man, he's he's right. We got a we actually got some ground to cover. <laughs> I totally forgot about the uh you know, in flames and stuff like that, but Yeah. But I what I didn't mention was and I was actually going to mention to him because I know he listens to him. But I didn't get to my pick of what I've been listening to. And I've been pretty much listening to nonstop. I don't think I've listened to anything else this week, but uh, Mumford and Sons. Oh, okay. Wanna, yeah, I haven't, really, I haven't really dipped into them yet, but uh, I want to, man. I, I really think you'd like them a lot because I know a lot of stuff you like. And um, they're just really – and I know they're popular right now, you know, within their circle. Yeah. And as far as the folk music, they're – you know, folk music as a whole isn't like the most trendy. Oh, I dig it's, folk music, man. I yeah, it's, it's not it's not a big fish in the greater pond of things, but within their pond, they're a big fish, if you know what I mean. And but the CD, the album uh, "Sign No More" is just front to back, really, really great in the whole thing. And so, and it's it's very songwriter oriented. So you need to check that out. But well, cool. Did you wanna wanna get into the in, in flames? Yeah, well, um, let's see. A couple weeks ago, I went to a tour in um, close to my town. It's a tour that I probably normally wouldn't attend. I went to the the Mayhem Festival, the Monster Energy Drink, and I normally wouldn't attend it just because the headliners are usually you know hokey mainstream acts that I really don't care about seeing. And this go around, it was Disturbed and Godsmack. Woohoo! You know, like the. These bands like that, you know, I'm not trying to disrespect them or anything like that. Yeah, but they're just really big in the 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 radio festival and these summer tour circuits. They're like around all the time. Even if I was a Godsmack or a Disturbed fan, which believe me, I probably would never be in any life. Um, I'd probably be sick of seeing them. You know, they're just around so much. I mean, they they play the town I'm in currently, which is a C market annually, you know, if that tells you anything. But I guess it it's the reason why they're as big as they are. Um, but anyway, there was a few bands that I went there to see. You know, I had free tickets 
Um, it was at the Verizon Amphitheater, and my good buddy is a manager at a Verizon store, you know, long story short. But I went for Mega Dave. Oh, Megadeth, yeah. Megadeth was there, and they were uh, third billing under Godsmack. So they were, it was them, Godsmack, and Disturbed as headliners. And, um, you know, it was a great, great, great set. And they sounded really good. The, the PA system was amazing. They actually sounded a lot better than they did at the uh, Big Four Indio concert. Okay. Which is, you know, surprising, but they sounded really good. And um, I also saw In Flames for the first time. That's what Lush was talking about before he uh, bailed out. Um, And I've never been really, I mean, I've never really been exposed to In Flames too much besides casual listening. You know, I I know a lot of diehard, from the beginning, In Flames fans they talk about how their style had shifted like a decade ago and basically the whole endless argument of, you know, old this band rules, new this band sucks, you know. Yeah. I've never been anything past a casual listener, so I can honestly say I enjoyed all of it, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not one of those purists, at least yet, with them. But I really enjoyed it. They put on a good show. Um, Their singer had a lot of energy, really positive energy, too, and I really liked it. I caught... um, Kingdom of Sorrow, it's the um, joint effort between Jamie Josta of Hatebreed and Kirk Winstein from uh, Crowbar and Down. Really, really, really enjoyed their set, you know, on the parking lot at one of the small stages. And um, very, very, very cool. Definitely want to pick up their record. Um, plus, Kirk Winstein's the man. The guy's got a gnarly beard, and he's just, ah, he's like Tony Iommi. Oh, I almost wanted to say Tony Iommi. Uh, a generation later, but man, he's pretty old. <laughs> he's got like a beard yeah. of white. He looks like Santa Claus with no hair, but, um, who else did I see that I really, really liked? Um, I don't know. Those are the highlights. I got to meet some of these people. I got to meet mega Dave. That mm-hmm. was, well, it was going to be a big thrill, but it, a lot of people showed up where, um, it caught a lot of people caught wind of where he was going to be. And a lot more people showed up than I would have liked to. And basically there's a bunch of guys in yellow shirts shooing people away because so many people crowded around him. And, um, we didn't, it wasn't so personal. It wasn't so personable. I didn't sit there and get to ask him. I had a couple questions lined up. I wanted to ask him for the podcast, just to get some info, you know, down. And it was so impersonable. Yeah. It was so impersonable because of that, that I didn't really get to, bond or anything like that but it was really cool to see the mop up close you know oh hell yeah make eye contact and whatever and so that was really cool and i met kirk winstein and jamie josta jamie josta and kirk winstein they were very 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 friendly very humble people and very talkative you know unlike your dave mustaines where i don't know it's not it's not their fault i know they're busy and they gotta be places and when there's so many people you can be overwhelmed i, I get that um, I met Machine Head. I talked with them for a few minutes. Um, some of them were pretty nice. Um, Phil Demmel, their guitar player, was, you know, the you know three minutes I spoke with him, he seemed like a real sweetheart, very, very humble and down to earth. And, um, you know, you meet those people, like you were talking about Toad the Wet Sprocket last week, that actually yeah. engage, they engage in conversation and they really show that they, you know, are interested as far as like asking you questions like, oh yeah, tell me about that, showing that interest. Um, he was one of those people. Jamie Jost is one of those people. There's certain bands that are like those people. Um, didn't get a chance to see if David Stain was really like that or not, but 
I don't imagine, but I don't know. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, gosh, goodness, who else? But overall, it was a really good show. It was free. I met Rita Haney, um, Dimebag's estranged ex, and uh, I chatted with her for a good uh, five, six minutes. She was really, really nice down to earth, just a Texan gal. She was, you know, there, I think, promoting the Ronnie James Dio Cancer Foundation, you know, donations, and also running her... They have the dime bag tents where they sell off his merchandise and stuff like that as well. And I kind of got to enter the venue early because my friend works for Verizon and I, I caught her kind of around and about and I just went up and introduced myself and she was really cool. Uh, we'd love to get her on the podcast. You know, I've actually reached out to her. Hopefully she would get back to me soon. That'd be cool. That'd be great. Yeah. That would be cool, man. She sort of represents the, the dime estate now and, not to mention, she knows pretty much anybody and everybody he was into in the business. She's got the connections. And she puts on the biggest Dime Bash uh, tribute concert annually in Los Angeles, you know. So it's it's by what she puts on and that inspiration that there's countless other people in other cities across the country that do it. Like the ones that, you know, you have going on as well. Everybody does it in honor of Dimebag Daryl. Um but yeah, all in all, it was a great, great show. Hey, you know, you actually were telling me you were at a concert last week, and I never got to talk to you. What show was that? I wasn't at a concert last week. Um, sure you were. I messaged you, and you said, sorry, dude, I'm at a concert when I tried calling you. Oh, yeah, I was at, I was at a concert last week. <laughs> so it wasn't that good, I take it. No, no. <laughs> oh, Riverman's been really busy. He's been working 60 hours a week, so I'm kind of... I don't even know. I don't even know what day it is anymore. So, yeah, I was thinking two weeks ago, but yeah, I think it was around last week or so. We, uh, Lush and I, went out uh, to a local bar and uh, watched uh, this band called uh, the Clincher play. It's kind of a female-fronted band, and uh, you know, it was a good time. I mean, of course, the sound quality wasn't the greatest because it was in like little, you know, hole-in-the-wall dive bar, but. yeah, we had a good time. So uh, that's cool. They were playing. It was kind of funny. They were playing um, Lady Gaga covers. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which was kind of funny. I think they played like three of them. They're playing some of their her new stuff, and that's uh, a little excessive. Three, holy cow! Well, well they kind of like you know they the kind of that's on the verge of being a cover band. No, well, they kind of like uh, you know put them all together into like one one song, but yeah, kind of just blend it all together. So, see, um, but yeah, it was a good time. Got out for a little bit. And... That's cool. Absolutely. Um, I was gonna say, yeah. Um, as far as upcoming shows, I'm actually about to crisscross the nation. Um, I'll be hitting up New York City. San Francisco, Los Angeles, and Houston, Texas, and even Canada here all in the next um, couple of months. And I'm already looking on Polestar for all the different concerts I can catch. And there's a lot of hopefuls. You know, I don't know. We'll see which ones actually work out itinerary-wise. I really would love to catch um, Opeth in New York City. Um <laughs> Of course, I'm a fanboy. Dream Theater will be in New York City as well. Love to catch that. Tons of stuff going on in L.A. and Houston. Uh, I just freaking... I just missed... Uh, who did I just miss? 
It was down. I just missed down in L.A. Down's actually down is going to be in my neck of the woods, but I don't think I'm going to be here. I'm super bummed. I think it's going to be out. They're actually going to be in um, Kansas City, and um, but yeah, there's a ton. There's tons of bands. I got to look into it, but um, I don't know. Looking forward to that. Well, shit. Uh, let's let's kind of jump into. Uh, I think you had a Facebook uh, comment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I I want to Rocket. dedicate I want to dedicate this this segment of this episode to um, our number one fan, Patrick Fury. <laughs> no, you're, no, you're number one fan, especially right. No, well, see, I, I I really liked it. I thought it was great to read the feedback or oh yeah, rant. I love it's, I love any feedback. Yeah. Oh, no, it, it gets a kick, man. I like it. And, I mean, let's review it a little bit here. Basically, uh, he's stating, and he stated this about the movie segments as well, I mean, but, you know, sticking to not branching out enough. And I get that. I respect that. And I agree 120%. And that's something that I want to strive for and I think we should all strive for. And it's naturally a lot harder to talk about things that we don't like. You know, it's easier for me to go on and on and on and on about, you know, how much I love Dire Straits or, you know, whoever, you know, and it's a little harder to go on about friggin' Katy Perry or whatever you don't like. Exactly. But, but I get it, you know, it's, it's important to, to be as even as you can. You know, and he was talking about, um, he gave a bunch of examples of some records that we should have mentioned, you know, and he's got a great point. There are some in here and I can, I can go over some of them right now. Hate eternal, you know, the reason probably why I didn't mention hate eternal, it goes back to what I just mentioned. Really, really, really not into the death metal scene. I mean, there's a couple of gems in there, but it's just not, not something I can usually sink my teeth into. So naturally it didn't come out, but, that doesn't mean we shouldn't cover the broad spectrum. Definitely. Um, the morbid angel album, you know, he, as he put it, extremely terrible. That is one that we could have discussed morbid angel. Um, one of the fathers of the Florida death metal scene, um, released an album that was definitely had some elements added to it that weren't there in past records. And it's caused a little bit of a stir. Um, almost a techno element, dare I say. And I don't know. I'm just one of those guys where like, it kind of goes back to um, like in flames and your purists, the people that have been fans from day one or, you know, it, it, or like a Slayer fan or an ACDC fan. It's you all of a sudden throw a different uh, ingredient in, in the recipe. And some people are just going to be quick to, uh, you know, turn away from it. But me, I'm really open-minded with that, that kind of stuff. And, as far as Morbid Angel, I actually dig some Morbid Angel. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a hardcore fan or anything by any means, but I'm open to it. You know, I hear that stuff, and I, I think some of it sounds neat, you know? Yeah. That's just me, though. So I'm not hating on it as hard as other people are, but I'm not really in the same place. Um, he also mentions Mastodon. They do have a new one coming out. I think it's August, or is it September? I think it's September. There's a ton of records coming out in September. Gosh, man, uh, between all the ones that I always talk about, <laughs> your Opeths and DTs and Megadeths coming out, and I think this Mastodon's coming out and tons of stuff. And I think I was mentioning to you, Mastodon, they're one of those bands 
that I really, 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 really want to like. And from day one, even back with like Leviathan um, and even like what is it, Remission, even earlier than that, I think. I re- they were just the kind of band that I should have loved and I really wanted to latch on to. And they attracted me, like just the album covers and what I had oh, read. Oh, yeah, the album covers right. Yeah, even just what I had read they were about back in the day. They, they're like, wow, this sounds like it's going to be right up my alley. You know, I was basically shopping by the album covers even. They were that cool. And I just, so I really want to get into it, and I just can't. I've seen them live, I think, three times. I saw them live with you once, I think. Yeah, they were, it was at the uh, Unholy Alliance. It was with Slayer and Lamb of God and Children of Bodom and whatnot. But I've seen them a few times, and then I caught them last time I was in the Neck Year Woods with uh, um, Between the Buried and Me, who, fantastic band as well. I, I, you know, I could go on and on about them. They're favored over Mastodon, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, they just bore me. I can't help it. I want to get into it, but I just, I can't. They, they put me to sleep, and I find myself wanting it to be over. You know, I know that's horrible. <laughs> I do, I do. It's just boring. And I love con- I love conceptual albums. I love that stuff. I love well-thought-out music, stories behind it, whether it's fictional or, you know, like Blood Mountain and the whole ideas behind it. But I don't know. They just sort of cross that line to where it just becomes redundant and a little too much to take in for me, you know. But um, well, I see where you're coming from. I I've never really been able to get into them either. I mean, a few, few tracks I you know enjoy and everything, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, for the most part, I'm in the same boat as you. With that said, like I said, I really dig what they stand for. I really dig. Oh, yeah. I really dig what they've done as far as their their concepts and. The things that they're, the things they base their concepts around, their storylines, I think they're great. Just um, their overall style. Like I said, I should like them. Um, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Maybe it'll hit me eventually. Maybe they just haven't come out with that record yet. It's like they got the vibe. They got the sound. Maybe I'm just waiting for the record to knock my socks off to come out. So maybe that's that new one. So, And with that said, I'm definitely going to listen to that one and give it a few spins, and we'll definitely review that one. Um, and he's of also course, talking about like uh, hate eternal and uh, toxic holocaust. I've never even heard of. I mean, I'm not really into the whole death metal scene. So yeah, I mean, there's there's a few exceptions. Like I said, we could go into tags and labels in the different branches of genres, and you know, I'm not all about that. As far as death metal, you know, I, like I said, I can listen to Morbid Angel. I can listen to Death. Um, it, it, this stuff is, and even these bands are like in moderation. I can't listen to a whole album of it. You know, you you throw them in a mix or a playlist, then it's it's it fits in usually just fine. That's kind of where I am. You know, and I like a lot of these bands that sort of have a different element to them. Like they're not necessarily like Cannibal Corpse. I cannot get into the gore metal. I cannot get into it. I can't do it. You know, Cannibal Corpse has a sound and they stick to it. You know, you take a band like Death, you know, it, it was also kind of known as technical death metal. Like Chuck Schuldner, he was a really great guitar player. So you kind of have that element of real musicianship in there, too. And then you've got bands that are like death metal, but progressive rock, progressive death metal. You just got so many different things to throw in. So I don't know. And all it comes down to just liking a band and not liking a band, I guess. And, you know, and and 
pure Patrick fashion, um, he was always the guy to rag on, I believe, you and me, and pretty much who anybody else I think probably comes in his way um, that likes Dave Mustaine and Megadeth. That's you know, right. I think uh, Mega Suck, as he calls them, I think he's always referred to him as that, maybe. But that's awesome, you know. I The thing about this is, if you didn't have people ranting, it, people in the metal genre, rock and roll genre, whatever, they're they're passionate, and you can't say that about any other genre. Um, when I think of Lady Gaga fans or Katy Perry fans or Beyonce fans, I think of these are casual music listeners. These are people that listen to you know your top forty radio station, and they're not going to go. You know, a Beyonce fan isn't going to go up to a Katy Perry fan and be like, "Man, Katy Perry sucks. She's gay," you know, and really get. <laughs> go and get into a debate over it, you know, it's just, they don't really care that much. They're just Mm -hmm. casual, you know, it's just music to them and they like it. That's about it. So, but yeah, in this, in this realm, you have this stuff where we can get vocal about it. And, you know, my band's great. Your band sucks. Yada, yada. Here's my reasons. And I love that. I love that debate. How boring would it be if we all liked every single same band? It's cool when you hook up with those people. Yeah. that sense, but I love debate, you know. Oh, it goes uh, hand in hand with horror movies too, and that's that's what I love. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, there's a million people that are gonna hate on a guy like Dave Mustaine, and you know, I totally get why they might not like certain things and, and maybe his music and how he is. But for me, it, it's all based on opinion. So with that, with that negative feedback on a certain thing that's that's opinion like that whole post from patrick you know you that's an opinion and my opinion is that hey i like dave mustaine to me i think rustin well i love megadeth just for rust in peace and peace cells alone and you know holy wars has five of the top 10 greatest heavy metal riffs all packed into one songs this is just my opinion and it goes deeper than that with dave mustaine he's just been an inside joke in yours and my relationship riverman ever since we were kids so to us he's like an icon and we find him hilarious we have tons of jokes we could just do a million one-liners and um, stupid little impressions we've been doing for years and years. And so and nobody goes, else would well, get, but yeah, it, it goes a little deeper in that. He's, he's really a, a character in our eyes. So, but yeah, like I said, keep that stuff coming. I love it. And I totally agree with a lot of the stuff that's said on there too. I think we're, we're going to, we're going to work on branching out and really trying to spread our wings and expand our horizons a little bit and cover as much ground as we can, you know, and a lot of that actually is probably going to come with just further getting better at organizing um, the time out for the show because I know we only we want to keep segments only so long. So yeah, it's we're like, kind of jumping around a lot, and but I mean, it's still only our this is only our fifth show, so it's still yeah, a work so, in progress. Yeah, so I'm saying we'll hone in on that and we'll get that down. It's just like okay, hey, we have 30 minutes to talk about something. So naturally, it's like, okay, let's pick a few things so we can give a little bit of detail. But even then, it's really rushed sometimes. So we'll figure out a way to get it in there so we can talk about as much and as we can. Oh, my gosh, I'm sorry. Um, I have – man, I just now noticed his uh, diss on Anthrax, Since Among the Living. Eh. 
I get that too. <laughs> it's all, I, it's all good, man. I, I don't, I've never been a huge Anthrax fan. I like the '90s stuff, but I'm, I just that new song really kind of had me floored. I really, really liked it. Um, Among the Living is a pretty bitchin' album, though. By the way, um, um, but yeah, that's just pretty much my take on it. You know, I love the passion there. Oh yeah, man. We thank you, Patrick. Keep uh, writing in. Disagreeing with uh, whatever we have to say, we're uh, all about and, that. So, and you know what? I'm gonna say what was I actually something that came to mind is people have people have their quote unquote guilty pleasures. I'm not guilty of anything. I talk about them all the time. You know, between you know the different artists I listen to that aren't exactly rock or you know maybe not even oriented in the male fan base, and I could care less. I think I remember his uh, Travis. His stepbrother telling me he was a fan of My Chemical Romance back in the day. You know, I could have an. That's something that's asking for debate too. You know, but more power. Yeah, no, yeah, seriously, exactly. Seriously, yeah. it's such a pendulum. You know, yeah. and more power to you. You know, like I was talking about how I I'm just not a fan of Kill Switch Engage. That doesn't mean I'm going to hate you, River Man, for liking them. It's like, no, hey, and I'm, I'm sure he's going to give me shit for listening to John Denver, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I, yeah, I, Rocking mountain high. That's right, dude. I, you know, I if I didn't want that, and I didn't want, I I wouldn't sit there and talk about it on the metal segment of our show. I wouldn't sit there and we wouldn't talk about John Denver and uh, you know Josh Groban and oh, Mumford and Sons yeah. and all like that. So you know what? I'm pretty much asking for it. I it doesn't bug me one bit. So much respect to anybody and everybody in all different walks of life and music and et cetera, et cetera. Well, shit, I think that wraps up our segment. I guess so. All right, guys. Well, Lush and I will be back with you with um, probably our review on the Super, so stay tuned for that. But uh, I can't wait for that. And you know what? Everybody out there listening, keep this trend up, man. I really liked uh, Patrick's input a lot. Keep that up. Keep Somebody post more on the wall. We want to hear more of that stuff. Tell us, tell us your feedback. We take a lot from it. I've taken a lot from it. Oh yeah. What you don't like? Tell us what you maybe like. You know, but don't be afraid to you know take the gloves off. Yeah, you know? we got to We got to know. I mean, yeah, dish it out to us, and we like it. We like talking about it. I li- I love reading it. I you know, it's just tell us what you think sucks. Tell you if we suck. I don't care. I could care less. If we got thick <laughs> skin. Don't be afraid to hurt our feelings. Exactly, I mean, I. Man. You know, I don't cry as much as I used to. Don't worry. <laughs> Only when I drink. Hello. <laughs> Alone. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, so that wraps up our segment. It's been a blast. Well, you're listening to Behind the Mask with the River Man. And Red Rocket. It's the last of the boxes. We finally got our own place. Let me be the first one to welcome you to the building. I'm George, and I'm the super. If you need anything, you come to George. You are good kids. Good to have you here. They were real disrespectful to the boys coming home from mom. I remember that really hurt George the most. You guys been through a lot, you know? When was the last time you got the rent on time from anyone in this building? Stop. It's true, these people walk all over you like a rug. You need to tell him that he's not allowed in here when we're not home. I don't ever want to be alone with him. 
I just wanted to ask if you could do me a favor and not come into the apartment when we're not home. What do you mean? Why would I? Involved in some pretty rough stuff. How rough? Snuffing. I'm over my head, and I. I know a guy who can help us out. He's a cop. Sarduski's here. Get the fuck down. Come on. Hey, what's up? Hey, what up? Anyone can get rid of this. It's him. It's gonna cost you money. <laughs> I'm gonna teach him a lesson. They deserve everything they get. Okay. You think I could get you out of this right now? Jesus couldn't fucking save you. Welcome back to hey. Behind the Mask. We be back. Uh, our, our thanks, as always, to Red Rocket for a uh, little music segment with uh, some other little <laughs> some yeah. other little madness kind of sp- sprinkled that, in there, I think. Hope that uh, P90X is working out for you, Red. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this segment, uh, we're going to be talking about our review of the Super. Get into the review. Hell yeah. And, uh, yeah, as I said at the top of the show, uh, I mean, we've... We've, we've mentioned this, I think, on almost every show, you know, mm-hmm. kind of as as they've gone along, you know, when they when they uh, I think they got their uh, premier, their European premiere. We we talked about it then, and um, yeah, just all kinds of shit. You know, I had um, I know some people that had been you know putting it over really well for for a, for quite a while, and um, I mean they uh, with good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll get into yeah we'll get into our opinions of it here in just a second but uh, yeah the super uh, was directed by uh, Brian Weaver and Evan Evan Macrogianni um, stars Dimitri Callas uh, Lynn Lowry Ron Bronstein who some people might know as a Necro mm-hmm. uh, he's a rapper um, Manouche 
uh, who <laughs> she's just oh my god. I mean, she I, I've heard that she only does like more extreme violent movies. Like that's all she'll do. Um, I was like my type of woman. Yeah, yeah, she's great, man. She's just she's mean as ever in this one. <laughs> um, and uh, let's see who else is in there: Ruby Laraka, uh, Edgar Moy, and uh, Rain Brown has a little uh, little cameo. I could have used a little more Rain Brown in this hmm. movie. That was one of, one of the only things uh, that I had to kind of nitpick about it. But um, and then of course. Uh, Got to mention Brandon Slagle as uh, Franny the Tranny. Oh yeah, uh, I was, love Franny. He was great. Um, so that's pretty much the uh, the cast rundown. Um, I mean, before we really get into the movie, I'm really looking forward to seeing um, more from the writing directing team of Brian Weaver and Evan Macrogiani. Oh, I agree, um, and they definitely have the type of feel that like fits with our podcast and uh, exactly the newer exploitation. Uh, yeah, new school, kind of the new school. Yep, yep. Which uh, you know you don't really see very much. I mean, um, there's been. I mean, there's been. It seems like there's like a resurgence. Of, like I mean, it's. Uh, there's been a lot of them starting to hit recently. I well, think. there's a lot of them that say they're like, you know, exploitation slash grindhouse type of films, which yeah. they're really not. They're just pieces of shit. Yeah. But, uh, uh, it's like we've talked about before. You know, I think we talked about that with uh, when we had Dave and Chris on the last episode is that, you know, people just will slap the term grindhouse onto their movie and, and thinking that it'll give them some kind of cred, you know, um, when it's not anywhere near what that's supposed to be. But. And it's funny they were saying that because, yeah, I did see a tra- trailer the other day. It's kind of off topic. But uh, I did see a trailer the other day, and they just slapped the term grindhouse on it. And the movie looked like a piece of shit. Yeah. And it kind of, you know, it kind of upset me a little bit. And it's like ever mm-hmm. since, you know, Grindhouse, the mainstream Grindhouse came out, it has been like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, people have been jumping on the bandwagon because yeah, I think exploitation kind of picked up picked up a little bit mm-hmm. um, after that. I think with uh, with uh, the release of, you know, a film a film like this, like The Super, um, obviously, you know, the I think the probably best known one around right now as far as the new school stuff is, uh, of course, Hobo with the Shotgun. Oh, yeah. I think since that came out and was such a success, um, people are, I mean, it's, you know, people are starting to make more of these movies. Now, I, I, uh, Saw one. Um, I think Toe Tag did the uh, special effects for it. Um, it was called uh, Revenge is her middle name. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I have been. Uh, I think I sent a message out to the uh, director of that uh, in uh, hopes of getting uh, possibly a screener copy of that one. Sure. Because um, I saw a trailer for it. And it looks pretty cool. It looks like a good piece of fucking sleaze, man. Oh, yeah. Right up our alley. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, stuff like that, you know, like the, this one, The Super, Hobo with the Shotgun, this Revenge is her middle name. Um, there was one a while back called Run, Bitch, Run. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of, you know, um, good sleazy exploitation. Um, it wasn't uh, Run, Bitch, Run. I don't know. It wasn't one of the one of the best ones, um, but it was it was still a decent. It was worth watching. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's there's seems like there's starting to, for the past, I don't know, year or so now, there's been kind of a resurgence of exploitation fare, which uh, I'm really digging. Oh, I am too. And, <laughs> really uh, enjoying it. 
We'll, we'll also kind of talk about how we'll talk a little bit more how this fits into like the whole new school exploitation uh, um, kind of after our review after yeah. we give you our thoughts about it yeah. but um, we'll, we'll pretty much just give you the rundown now did you want to start yeah basically uh, I mean the, the premise of the movie is uh, Dimitri Kallis plays a guy named George he uh, he's an uh, immigrant to the U.S. but he uh, he served in Vietnam and all that and uh, he's the super of a building uh, in Queens and, uh, I mean, he, he, uh, is kind of, I mean, seems like a real nice dude, you know, um, seems like people kind of, kind of step all over him, you know, yeah. they, they make mention of, you know, he hasn't gotten the rent from a bunch of people and, you know, uh, he, uh, talks with his wife who's in a wheelchair and she said, you know, you got to stop being so nice to people. They're just, they're taking a shit all over you. Who's played and, uh, by Lynn Lowry. Lynn Lowry, yeah, plays his wife. Um. And, uh, which, I mean, she's been in The Crazies. And yeah. What was it? I Drink Your Blood. She was yeah. in that, wasn't she? I, yeah. I used to have a big crush on her. Yeah. Not so yeah, much yeah. anymore, but, yeah. Oh, she was fucking gorgeous back <laughs> in the day, man. Shit. Um, but, uh, so yeah, he, uh, you know, he, he's, seems like a real nice guy in the beginning, but fairly quickly, I mean, you get kind of a glimpse that there's, or you get, you know, uh, the idea that there's a little bit more going on with him, you know, yeah. um, under the surface, because, uh. You know, he he does a couple things that are kind of questionable. You know, well, the the, the whole movie kind of opens up with um, a scene of a woman uh, locked out of her apartment building, right? And she tries to you know get into her apartment by going down, you know, opening a window, going down to the boiler room to mm-hmm. try to get in or whatever the whatever it is. And then um, you see like you know some some guy like you know some guy go up and kill her. Mm-hmm. And uh, that kind of opens the whole movie, which, yeah. I mean, I love movies that, you know, open up with a kill. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you don't really know. I mean, you kind of know it could be the super, but mm-hmm. um, it's, I don't know, it kind of just sets the tone for the whole movie. Yeah. And that was Rain Brown, by the way. The one yeah. Got killed in the very beginning, her little cameo in the movie. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, that does kind of set the tone for it. And uh, so, yeah, he just, you know... It kind of uh, some of the story kind of centers around these uh, these two new tenants that move mm-hmm. into the building. Karen and Andre. Karen and Andre, played by Ruby Laraca and Edgar Moy, um, they uh, move in, and you know everything's you know kosher with all of them. You know, mm-hmm. she I think she's a little kind of creeped out by by George, um, but uh, you know he's just being nice to him. He's almost seems like too nice, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so she's like, what the hell's this guy's deal? And, uh, so yeah, that's kind of, you know, how it starts out. And then you get a little more into, you know, um, some of his background. He, he meets up with uh, a friend of his Mm -hmm. and, uh, an old war buddies, uh, who has died. He meets up with, uh, that guy's son and they go to a bar and have drinks and stuff. And, you know, just kind of talking about the old days, talking about the war and all that stuff, and uh, and then some yeah. fucking yuppie, yuppies, yuppie yeah. punks start shooting his mouth off about the war. This, this fucking guy is saying like, um, you know, the whole Vietnam's a waste of time and yeah. shit. And uh, I mean, just right to his face. Yeah, I mean, doesn't he call him like a baby killer? Or something yeah, like I mean, it's he fucking slap. I'm pretty much slaps the guy in the face, you know, mm-hmm. and like not literally, but yeah. yeah, by saying talking a bunch of shit about uh, you know Vietnam vets and everything. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, he doesn't have that. He's just. I mean, he starts wailing on this fucking guy. Oh, yeah, guy. he just goes ape shit on the dude. Yeah. Which I don't blame him. I mean, oh, yeah. running his mouth and shit. Yeah. And, you know, gets kicked out of the bar, you know, with mm-hmm. the other guy. And, mm-hmm. 
I mean, the yuppie couldn't even believe that, you know. Why'd you hit me? Yeah, he walked over. Why'd you have to hit me? Why'd you hit me, man? What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking pretty boy piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So that's, I think, kind of like, uh, you know, one of the, the, you know, first glimpses that we get into George where he's, where we see that he, you know, he's got some some anger. He's got a temper. Some violence in him, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh. So then from there, I mean, he, he ends up going, and I think he kind of uses as an outlet, like, um, he ends up going into the, the new tenant's apartment. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he kind of uses that as, like, an outlet, you know, almost. Like, when he gets mm-hmm. mad or pissed off, he goes and does this shit um, to kind of, I don't know if, he, if it makes him feel empowered or something like that, you know? Like, he feels like he has some kind of control. Um, cause he's like, he's like using their toothbrushes and shit. Yeah. He uses their toothbrushes (laughs) and, you know, uses their towels and, um, rubs his face all over their towels. Yeah. He starts, you know, laying in their bed, like sleeping and shit. And, uh, I don't know. I I don't know if he gets off to this later or what, what the fuck he does, but, um, well they end up, they come home and, uh, Oh yeah. They end up, uh, there's a, a nice little, little sex scene in there. Yeah, and, uh, he's, he's fucking washing, peeping, washing he's peeping out of the fucking uh, closet. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, yep. uh, yeah, watch, so, watching the two. Um, yeah, yeah. Go at it or whatnot, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. Somehow he like sneaks out of the house, the sleaze ball that he is, and uh, they don't know about it. And mm-hmm. He's in the room. Yeah. Um, basically, of course, wait till they come, and then <laughs> yeah, <he laughs> jaunts out of there. Finish, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep in the memory banks, baby. <laughs> that's right. But, Stored uh, in the spank bank. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's a little bit of George. But yeah. yeah, and I think you know, I'll just say now, you know, as far as uh, his character went, I thought you know Demetri Callas was fucking great. Um, mm-hmm. I thought he he played George fucking just extremely well, um, and he did it like I mean at times. I mean this is how good he was because at, at times. You're fucking really creeped out by him, and you're like, I can't believe he's doing this shit. Yeah. But then, like, the next scene, like, you feel bad for him. Yeah, you really, yeah. Like, he's a really, like, sympathetic character at the same time as he is a fucking just creep, you know? Um, which I think a lot of it is a, is a credit to uh, to Dimitri Callas. Oh, I agree. And uh, one thing, I'm backing up just a little bit mm-hmm. towards the beginning. The one thing we didn't mention is... Uh, one of the other street walkers or whatever, called Franny the Tranny. Oh, Franny the Tranny, yeah. Which is, you know, the ugliest tranny you'll possibly fucking <laughs> yeah. see with L- the lipstick smeared all over Do his I have face? lipstick on my teeth? You know, that type <laughs> of tranny. Uh, no, but it's on half of your face. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty nasty. And uh, he, he becomes friends with Franny. And, uh, yeah, because, well, Franny was a, a vet too, right? I think so. Yeah, I mean, not, not from uh, Nam, but... Um, I think maybe like uh, Gulf War, Gulf War, or something, like, something yeah. like that. He had been in Iraq or something like that. So, so uh, George, you know, uh, shows him his respect. You know, even though he's even though he's a homo, yeah. He, uh, you know, he like gives him odd jobs and shit to do around the building and stuff like that. And, sure, uh, they're kind of they, they develop sort of a friendship. Yeah, and uh, I think with Franny the trainee, it comes like a little bit of the uh, comic relief. Oh, yeah. in the movie too, you know. Yeah, Franny kind of jumps in and out of the whole storyline. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, it's a character that yeah you, you'll 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 enjoy when once you see him or her, whatever the fuck you want to call definitely, it. Definitely, yeah, definitely. <laughs> they had just yeah they had some good like kind of even even smaller than that character like when they go to the bar to have the drink, uh, the bartender Frankie Feets. Yeah. The uh, the bartender with the he's got a foot fetish and they call oh, him Frankie yeah. Feets. You know, even just little shit like that. These little characters that they throw in there was fucking great. And uh, one of the parts that really got me, uh, I think uh, George was talking to Franny the tranny, and uh, some quote that he had was, uh, "The winner keeps the assholes inside, and the winner is is for the wolves." And then he starts howling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Just, just so random, and the shot or whatever. It's like a, you know, kind of a I don't know if it's from a like the rooftop. Shot. It's a rooftop shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you know starts on his face, starts and on zooms his face, up. zooms out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love and that. It was just I don't know. There's something about that. I was like, this is you know, this is different. Yeah. Oh yeah. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. They, I thought I'd just throw that out. Yeah. There. Little, no. Yeah. They did a little quote. Yeah. They had those little moments of uh, you know some comic relief, which you know this movie going into it. I I was kind of surprised that it had, um, or I, I don't know if I was surprised, but it just had a, uh, a a darker, more serious tone to it than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Gonna, I thought it was going to be a little more goofy, comical, um, but it wasn't at all. I mean, it had those, like I said, those little things like Franny the tranny and stuff like that um, to kind of make you chuckle, but. It was uh, definitely a lot darker and more serious than I thought it was going to be. Oh, for sure. And uh, and that helped. I mean, it totally worked. And I, I got, you know, I think a lot more sucked into it because of that. And I got actually a lot more emotionally involved with the characters, you know, than I thought I was going to. Uh, oh, I agree. Um, the next character we actually uh, get to get to know is... Uh, Tony, he's a tenant in the in the apartment. I was at the the meathead. The meathead. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, Tony, you know, goes up. He starts bossing George around, saying he needs a uh, you know maintenance in his apartment and get mm-hmm. this shit done right away. Yeah. And uh, he says he needs a shower head, you know, a new shower head or whatever. So George, you know, goes up when he's gone, you know, installs a new shower head, and he ends up uh, fucking jerking off into his tube socks or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then fucking uh, Tony comes home. He finds a, a dirty, uh, dirty rotten tube sock, but uh, it's <laughs> still, uh, you know, still slimy or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And uh, gets all fucking pissed off at George, <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. um, which is also good. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, after that, you know, Tony. Uh, I really don't want to give away, but Tony yeah. gets what co- what's coming to him. Yeah, he he kind of he he goes after George for that. Mm-hmm. Um, a little well, that's a little bit later. It's a little bit later. Yeah, uh, he comes back. But um, and she made the Russian whore. Yes, yeah. Which we we see her a few times uh, until we really get to know her. We see her kind of here and there. Um, uh, Olga, Olga, is her name played by uh, Manouche, um, who, like I said at the top of the segment, is just you know great, mean as ever in this one. But even her character, they give a little backstory on her. Yeah, you know, uh, at, at one point and. You almost feel bad for her too. I mean, and, and this chick makes fucking snuff movies. Yeah, you know, and, mm-hmm. and but you you gotta at one point you feel bad for her. She's got a sympathetic you know backstory, mm-hmm. and uh, I I love how they did all that. You know, because you're you're like kind of almost wanting to like these people that you really shouldn't. You know. And it, um, it's a funny thing you're you're talking about her background is uh, that whole scene. Um, 
George is having dinner with a Russian. Mm-hmm. She tells him about her past. Mm-hmm. There's like a very cool like a video montage about her past. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, I saw that. I was like, wow, this movie is fucking. You know, mm-hmm. this is pretty crazy. Yeah. And um, I don't know. There's that that whole, that whole part in the movie is what you know kind of started me. Uh, Actually, like, okay, this movie, I like where this is going, and um, mm-hmm. I'm starting to get into it a lot more, so mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Yeah, the guy that, um, actually, a little uh, tidbit there, the guy that uh, played her dad in the flashbacks. Okay. That kind of chunkier, bald guy or whatever. Yeah. Um, that was actually, uh, his name's Andre Iskanov, mm-hmm. and he's a director. He's done, um, uh, he did, like, Visions of Suffering, mm-hmm. um, a movie called Philosophy of a Knife. I believe that. I'm pretty sure that was Andre Iskanov. Um, but Philosophy of a Knife, I've seen some of it. He just, his movies are really, like, fucking surreal and, like, pretty brutal. That, okay. I still haven't finished Philosophy of a Knife yet because it's, like, four hours long. Yeah. Um, but I heard it's just, like, I, I, there was some brutal shit that I saw, but I heard it's just, it gets ridiculous. Hmm. Um, but anyway, little sidestep there. Um, but, uh... Yeah, and so. then it kind of jumps into um, George. I mean, he has this thing where he, wa- you know, he wants people to, you know, believe what he believes. So uh, he wants to give Karen and Andre a Christmas tree. Yeah, yeah. And uh, of course, they have they want nothing to do with Christmas. Wasn't you know, he like a? That. And, wasn't he like a more Jehovah's Witness or? Yeah, or Andre was a Jehovah's Witness, yeah, and, and then she was she's Jewish. She's Jewish. She yeah. wanted nothing to do yeah. with it, and. Um, you know, he kind of, I mean, he does it out of the, you know, goodness of his soul or yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, he and, means uh, well. Means well, and then uh, he kind of takes offense to it once they uh, kind of slap, you know, slap him in the face by saying they don't want it. Yeah, they, they told him not to worry about it, but he goes ahead and he brings a tree up anyway. Because they said they didn't want the mess, you know, yeah, with all the, the needles. pine needles and all that shit. So he brings them up a plastic yeah. tree. He's like, hey, look, see, no mess, no mess, you know, let me set it up for you. And, yeah. uh... And so they kind of, they get pissed off, and they tell him just to get the fuck out, and then he gets fucking pissed. Oh, yeah. And I I love, too, his little, you know, whenever somebody gives him shit, he'll just go off and do his thing, and he's just muttering to himself the whole time, you know, motherfucker, yeah, take the fucking tree! He, like, freaks out. I love that whole freak out scene when he's (laughs) freaking out because they didn't take the tree. That was great. Uh, And after that, we kind of meet another tenant named Kathy, and, uh... Find out a story, a little story about her and a cat. Mr. Horowitz's cat. Mr. Horowitz's cat. <laughs> yeah. And um, if you kill cats, fucking George isn't going to like it. Let yeah. me just say that. Yeah. You better be good to those cats. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, a detective comes around, and you kind of well, want to yeah. talk about a detective that comes around talking about... Uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, ...for information about Kathy. Yeah, she, she ends up uh, missing, let's say. Yeah. And... Um, and there's a, there's a whole lot of other shit going on here too that we're not telling you. Um, some stuff with uh, Manu- with Olga Manusha's yeah. character. Uh, her and George kind of become friends. There's like a whole thing with that, but I won't go into that. I don't want to give everything away. Um, but yeah, this uh, detective ends up coming into the picture. Uh, detective Sarduski, played by uh, Ron Bronstein. Um, he was fucking just great. Yeah, he was. I mean, just so fucking. Sleazy and oh man, just such a piece of shit. Um, there was he's, one. He's a typical New Yorker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, he was. Uh, he was just. I mean, fucking. Just the rapper. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he was a fucking trip, dude. Um, I don't know, like where you know. He just. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say about it. He was just fucking sleazy as hell, and uh, 
there was one one scene in particular when he when he busts into these people people's apartment, uh, kind of a little that's, a little coke den. That's and, my favorite uh, scene of the movie. Oh man, that was just fucked up. Once I saw that, I was like. I think Lush is going to really dig this. Movie. Yeah, yeah, and I did. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was pretty. See it for yourself. Up. But he, uh, you know, he ends up uh, he he comes around asking about uh, you know the the missing the missing tenant and all that, and um, you know after a while he ends up. I mean, it's obvious pretty pretty quickly that he's a fucking dirty cop. Yeah, and. Uh, so then he ends up uh, offering uh, to help George, you know, with some uh, some issues that he's having, and uh, and then you know shit gets all fucked up with that. But uh, and then there, uh, I mean, and then it kind of jumps into a uh, Friday the training comes back in. Yeah, it's Christmas and, uh, Christmas Day. Christmas Day, and you know they you know take advantage of the tenants being out of town. Yeah. Let's just say that. Yeah, and, Andre uh, and uh, Karen. Yeah, leave. And uh, George tries to make you know tranny, uh, you know, let's just say heterosexual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's but that's after they go into yeah, Andre and uh, Karen's apartment. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, George pretty much fucks their uh, ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> they got a little uh, little Ben and Jerry's in there, and, and George right. uh, George fucks it. <laughs> George and Jerry's. Yeah, he put a little George and Ben and Jerry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, they uh, they have their own little kind of Christmas celebration in, yeah. in, the, in the apartment. But then yeah, he tries to make a man out of Franny the tranny, um, and that's just <laughs> that was pretty messed up too. Yeah. Let's just say that you'll uh, you'll see what we're talking about. Um, and so yeah, I mean, and during this whole time, I mean. All the stuff that we've talked about, you just kind of see, you're watching George kind of slip further and further down, you know? Mm -hmm. He's just getting more and more fucking just crazy, pretty much. And uh, it all, I mean, it all builds and it comes to a head at the end, you know? And uh, there there is a twist... um, at the end, or is there anything else that you want to talk about? Before yes, I we, do. Um, before we get toward the end of it, my favorite quote in the movie. Um, I think it's Sardusky, the mm-hmm. the or not the lieutenant, the fucking uh, detective. Detective. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, "Never look a pimp in the eyes, bitch." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that scene, and that that is a scene where you know he's in the house with the the cokeheads, the cokeheads, and everything, and. Mm-hmm. Um, the drug addicts, and yeah. you'll know you'll know what I'm saying once you see it. So uh, yeah, that's that scene's just fucking great. And I love that quote. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah, it, you know everything, all these different elements, you know, and all the characters, everything just kind of comes to a fucking head towards the end. And uh, you know, I, I won't give any little bit of that away. No. Um, but there is one. Uh, twist to it at the end that mm-hmm. I honestly, I mean, I kind of suspected there might be something weird going on as the movie was going along. Yeah, but, I think, I thought so too. But, uh, you know, it, it did kind of it did kind of catch me off guard. The, did it? The little twist at the end. I mean, I had my little suspicions, but I didn't know if they were going to gonna go there, but yeah, it, it was a, a good little twist at the end, I thought. I knew a part of it that it would go there, but yeah. uh, the other part, I was like, yeah, could, it could not. Yeah. And it did. Yeah. So, but, it, which made it cool. I mean, I, oh, I yeah. liked it. Yeah. And, um, and it made, it made, you know, it was, made it even more sad, like for, yeah. you know, you felt even worse for George, you know, after this, uh, 
twist, I thought. I did, anyway. Yeah, I mean, like I said, he's a, you know, I thought he was a pretty sympathetic character. I mean, regardless of all the fucked up shit he was doing, you know, and... You know what? I thought I thought he was awesome in it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he hit the role of the T. I I loved his character. I yeah. thought he did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he he stole the show for me. I thought. Oh yeah, I mean, Demetri Callis was fucking yeah. amazing in it. I oh, I agree. Did not expect that. And was this? I mean, this is the first movie I saw Dimitri in, wasn't it? I think he was in um, uh, Evan uh, Macrogiani and Brian Weaver. Uh, this was their second film. Okay. They had a movie before this called The Turnpike Killer, mm-hmm. um, which I've heard was pretty good too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, Dimitri was in that. Was also, he? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I'll have, to, I'll have to take a look at that because yeah, yeah, we'll have to try to try to get that get a hold of that flick too. I really liked him in this. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was fucking great, and I I don't know why this movie is not getting all kinds of no, recognition. No buzz, I mean, man. Nobody's talking about this movie. It's, I mean, I, I've heard it around, you know, in some channels, but um, you know, I mean, I know our our friends at, at Horror Happy Hour. They yeah. were the ones that that uh, turned me on to this mm-hmm. movie. And uh, I, I heard about it through them, and um, I mean, obviously, they, they, you know, this movie is is a New York indie fl- indie yeah. film, you know, and they actually, I believe, went to the uh, premiere of it uh, in New York. Um, so they've been, you know, they've been behind it from the get go. Yeah. And uh, you know, as soon as I heard about it and saw a trailer for it, I was like, "Fuck, I want to see this movie." So I just been talking about it nonstop, and. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, but yeah, I don't know. I know, like, uh, I think it was Dave from Horror Happy Hour that said it came out uh, the same time as, like, House of the Devil came out. Okay. And people were just, I don't know, talking more about House of the Devil than they Which is were. a great movie. I love House of the Devil, which we cover in the second episode. Yeah, yeah. But and I, it was, I, you know, I like House of the Devil, too. Um, I think I like this one more, <laughs> honestly. I don't want to compare them. I, they are two different two, movies. They are two different kinds of movies, true. Yeah. Um, this one, I mean, I don't know. This is exploitation. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I was talking to Lush earlier this week and um, telling my rating about the movie. And I was saying, you know, I give it, you know, a 7, seven out of 10. You know, I really liked it. And um, But, you know, there were some things that, you know, I didn't like so much. But then I let it sit for a few days, mm-hmm. and I, I jumped to you know I jumped to an eight out of ten. Yeah. I did yeah. because uh, just the whole you know his character just you know really got me, and I thought mm-hmm. um, it was very unique. I mean, I haven't seen any exploit new exploitation movie like this yeah. you know for this, a while. I, this was written very well. I yeah. really really enjoyed the writing. Oh, um, I agree. Those guys did a hell of a job. And just amount, just a good amount of gore, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, good amount of you know sleaze and everything. Like, yeah. I mean, it was you know really Which crazy. But we saw the screener copy. Yeah. Um, and uh, this movie, I mean, we'll definitely mention too that it is available right now on Amazon.com for purchase. I think it's like twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Um, the, the Red Scare. The edition, Red Scare edition, which, which I am going to buy. Me too. I, I plan on purchasing that because I think you get a bunch of like lobby cards and shit in it. And you yeah. Get, I don't know if you get some special features or not um, with sure. the DVD. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm gonna fucking buy it. I mean. Oh yeah. This I, this is one exploitation movie, you know. This one and Hobo with a Shotgun. I mean, you know, the acting in Hobo with a Shotgun might be, you know, well, I mean, they're both bad, but um, 
you know, there's, of course, a bigger budget with Hobo. Right. But, and uh, that one was a lot more, I mean, it was just goofier. More goofy. But yeah. th- this one, I, I don't know. This, this one just got to me. I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't think I'd like it this much. Yeah. You were, telling, I, you were talking about it. And yeah. Got the screener. I wasn't too excited about it. I was like, yeah, you know, I'll check it out. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed this movie. I would highly yeah. recommend checking it out. Yeah, it kind of, I mean, it stuck with me for, yeah. you know, for a day or so. And I like I to watch it. it again, which is a funny thing. I mean, Definitely. most of these movies, I'm like, you know, I saw it once. I won't I won't watch it again. I won't revisit it. Mm-hmm. But this one, I'm definitely going to revisit. For sure. I would like to revisit it, you know, on the the copy I buy. Because, I mean, I want to yeah. see the, you know, special features or whatnot. Right. Yeah, I think there's, you know, more, more gore. Yeah. Um, you know. Stuff that they didn't uh, add to the original version. Yeah. So, looking forward to seeing that. Very looking forward to seeing that. Hell yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's pretty much it, I'd say, huh? Uh, as far as my rating goes, I, I give it a 9 out of 10. Okay. Um, there was just a couple, like, little, like, nitpicky things mm-hmm. that I had about it, which I won't even mention because they're just fucking, I don't know, stupid. There was one thing, I don't know, I guess one thing, there was, like, a, uh, a time... Um, um, like a timing, oh, I don't even know how to, how to put it. There's one point where he's, uh, after he leaves the bar, after they okay, had that bar yeah, fight, yeah. he gets on the subway train and then he's walking and it looks like it's morning or like daytime. Oh, yeah. And yeah, then he about. goes into the people's apartment and then it's like night all of a sudden. Which yeah. I kind of was like, wait, hold on, where did a day pass or like what's, what's going on? Yeah. Um, but that, you know, it was so minute and so small that, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, that plus I could have used a little more rain brown because <laughs> she's hot. Um, oh, I agree. So those two things I say, you know, kept it from me giving it a ten. But uh, you know, it was just stupid little shit. But yeah, I mean, I fucking love this movie. I really fucking love this movie. And you'll definitely want to. I mean, I love the ending too. I mean, like, uh, I mean, you might, you might. Some people might see it coming, but I mean, some people might not see it coming. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the ending and. I don't yeah, know. I like I said before. I look very forward to seeing more from these guys because um, this, yeah, this was just fucking great. If they can keep keep up this momentum, <laughs> they're. Uh, I hope they they definitely start getting the recognition that they deserve because they fucking deserve it. Oh, I agree. Um, they're you know New York filmmakers, and I thought they captured like that good. Um, Kind of, you know, 40 oh, second street feel, yeah. you know, in some of the scenes when he's walking, you oh, know, yeah. and um, shit like that, you know, they, they definitely kind of got that feel. The Grindhouse-esque. Yeah, yeah, like that, you know, just that era, you know, stuff like, because I know those guys are big fans of, like, William Lustig, like, yeah. Maniac, and, and uh, <clears throat> you know, shit like that. Abel Ferrara, they, I think that, that's all that they really like his stuff, too, like Miss 45. And, and this, this is the type of film that, you know, would be shown on 40 se- 40 Seconds Street oh, yeah. back in the day. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, and I haven't, you know, felt that with a lot of films, but mm-hmm. uh, this is definitely one that, that would. Yeah, and I mean, they're, um, you know, it, it did remind me of, like, Maniac. You know, oh, yeah, you know? I agree. Um, and not, you know, not in a bad way. I mean, I'm not saying that it was like, oh, they're, they're ripping Maniac off. Um, there, it was it was definitely its own thing. Yeah. Um, but it did remind me a little bit of Maniac, which is a compliment yeah. um, to, the, to them, because uh, I love Maniac. Oh, yeah, and, uh, Maniac's king. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I couldn't compare him to Joe Spinell because Joe Spinell is just. I mean, uh, they're two different. They're two different yeah. actors. Right, so, right. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but I mean, uh, the one thing I will give them is I, I never 
really uh, felt any sympathy toward Joe Spinell. No, I didn't. Just because he was so fucking creepy. Yeah. Um, but in this one, yeah, I definitely felt sympathy for you know a lot of the characters that I probably shouldn't have. You yeah. know, and that's I think a great quality of this movie. You know, um, I think the only one that I didn't feel anything any kind of sympathy for was uh, Sardusky. Yeah. Just because he was a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Flat out. But, uh, you fell for Franny the Tranny? Yeah, I love Franny the Tranny. <laughs> <laughs> I'd hang out and eat, eat ice cream with, with Franny the Tranny and George. You stick your hand up her <laughs> skirt and you, you're holding a fucking tree trunk. Who's <laughs> the tree trunk? That's right. But, uh, <laughs> so yeah, anyway. We're, uh, so yeah. yeah, there's our review. Uh, yeah. Riverman gives it 8 out of 10. I give it 9. Uh, definitely go out and get this movie. Go, yeah. to, go to Amazon.com and buy this motherfucker. If you're into, you know, exploitation, uh, you know, type of uh, independent movies, Mm -hmm. go out and buy it. Yeah, and spread the word about this movie, too, because more people need to fucking see this. Like I said, it's not getting the recognition that it deserves. And one of the reasons probably why is because every time I search for it on, like, Google or something, it comes up with Super. 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 No. Oh, super. super James Gunn. Super. James Gunn. Super. Okay. Yeah, this is which because he threw a the in front of yeah. it. Does you know? This is the off. super. The, the super. super. Yeah. Which came out in 2010. And uh, yeah, there is that Joe Pesci movie Joe from Pesci, like, yeah. the early 90s called The Super. Yeah. So if there's a if there's a tall black dude holding up Joe Pesci by his collar, that's not the movie we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so much, as much as I love Joe Pesci, yeah, yeah, no, this this is the the far superior, the super. <laughs> oh, I agree. Um, so yeah, check it out, spread the word, find this movie and fucking buy it, watch it. I mean, it, you will not be sorry. Well, I think we're gonna yeah hit up a break and wrap come back up. wrap wrap up the show a little bit. Yes, sir. All right, guys, you're listening to Behind the Mask. Lush, real man. Welcome back. Hey, hey, hey. We are back to wrap up the show. Yeah, we got a, a couple of, well, really one question, kind of one comment, really. So, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and lead us into the first one there, Riverman. 
Yeah, we got a um, question from the Chris Blackshear. He's also one of our homies on um, HorrorHappyHour.com. Yeah, yeah. Max Shear. Um, and he says, a uh, question to ponder. Uh, if you're forced into a human centipede midsection, who would you prefer to be in your front? And who shall be in the or who shall be behind? Mm. Um, <clears throat> kind of yeah. He wants our opinion. What was his opinion? He oh. said Chloe Sevigny in in the front and uh, his boss behind him. <laughs> I love that. Dude. <laughs> That's a great. And the funny thing is, I saw this like uh, I think he posted like a week or so ago. Yeah, it's been like, a while. I was sitting there at work and I was just starting to crack up because I was thinking of Black. You're talking about a, his boss being in the back, him and centipede. Like, <laughs> dude, that guy's right on, man. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was cracking up. That was great. Yeah. But um, what about you, Lush? Holy shit. Um, off the top of my head, uh, in front, Danielle Harris. Okay. And behind, I don't know, the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm going oh, to stick with that God. one. Why not? Oh, the Catholics love you. <laughs> and I love them. Wow. That was sarcasm, by the way. Jeez. Okay. Um, well, I, I had two different ones. Yeah, follow that one, dickhole. Well, I had a. Um, at first, I had Roseanne Barr in front, but then I ended up switching it to Mila Kunis. There you go. Or Mina Kunis. What the, what's her fucking name? Mila, Mila, Mila Kunis. Yeah, Mila Kunis. Make a Mila out of her um, Kunis. Oh yeah, I agree. <laughs> but um, have her in front, and then they uh, got in back. I was trying to think of. Uh, I don't know. I was I was uh, debating with a lot of people on uh, the forums this week about Zack Snyder, so I'll throw him, him in back. <laughs> so uh, he can pretty much eat my shit. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, yeah, Zack Snyder, uh, if you're listening, there you go. But, uh, yeah, thanks, Chris. Um, keep the questions coming. Yeah, that, was a great, and, uh, that was a great question. <laughs> we uh, It caught me off guard when I saw that. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of what Red Rocket posted. I think he posted uh, Brad Pitt in front and uh, George, oh, George Clooney, Clooney in the back. back. But, right. but none of them can shower. Oh, okay. He none said of them can shower. all of them have to be unshowered also. Which, you know, Brad Pitt in front wouldn't be a bad thing because <laughs> I am a Brad Pitt fan. So His shit comes out blonde. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> blonde. <laughs> That's right. Hey, <laughs> okay, um, in the, the second, I think we have a comment, right? Yeah, that was a little more of a comment than a question, I think. All right, we have it uh, from Pat Fury, and we kind of, you know, dipped our nuts in a pad a little earlier with uh, Red Rocket, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, with the music segment, but he was also kind of talking about, um, you know, we should talk about, you know, the Millennium Trilogy. Um, which, you know, the girl trilogy. Yeah, the girl with the dragon tattoo and the girl who played with fire and the girl who kicked the hornet's nest. That's right. Great movies, by the way. And which I haven't seen. Check so, them out. Um, Check them out. They're very good. Um, I'm glad, he, you know, you mentioned them to me because, yeah, yeah I've, I've seen them on Netflix. I think they're streaming right they now. Are, yeah, but they are. Uh, never really got around to watching them yet. Um, I guess, you know. You'll get sucked in. I guess they're coming out with American remakes, he was saying. That's what he says, and I, I had not... You know what? You know, actually, I did hear something about that, and that's just bullshit. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> why? Yeah. Why, why Why do they feel that's necessary? <laughs> Those fucking movies were so good, and uh, the 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 main chicken, though, I think her name's... Uh, 
I don't even know how you say it. It's like Numi Rapace or something like that. Okay. She's fucking great. Like, you just instantly fall in love with her. Like, her character is just so awesome. Uh, she was amazing. Huh. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, you definitely get, like, real sucked into those movies. I did, anyway. I I watched them. I think I watched three nights in a row. I watched each really? Yeah, three nights in a row. Hmm. Um, that's how that's how sucked into them that I got. I was like, fuck, give me three more. Give uh, me three yeah, more of fucking movies. Those were great. What do you, so. you don't you don't like the whole American made? Uh, no, I, I don't think I don't think it's are necessary. they subtitled? Yeah, yeah. Are they okay? Yeah. I don't think an American remake of those is necessary, and it, they just came out fucking yeah. like two years ago. Yeah, what the fuck? It's it's just so unnecessary. Well, they'll probably come out with a remake of Inception or some random new movie too. <laughs> yeah. You know, next holy year, fuck, which doesn't shit. make any fucking sense. But uh, yeah. that's a different um, different time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, okay, uh, moving on, um, he talks about, uh, and Until the Light Takes Us, um, I think that's a, is that a documentary? documentary? I believe so. Which I think is streaming on Netflix. I thought I, I added it to my cue pad, so, uh, I will check that out before the next show. Mm -hmm. Um, then he also talks about, um, The Devil's Chair, which I haven't seen. Yeah, you know, I I haven't I haven't actually seen the movie, but I I, I remember seeing the uh, you know the cover for it. The cover um, looks great. Yeah, I think isn't uh, who the fuck is in that? Isn't uh, Michael Madsen? Is he in there? Yeah, he might be. I think he might be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely have to give that a watch, though. Yeah, we'll uh, yeah we'll check those out and uh, let you know about those. For sure. Yeah, we always want uh, feedback on the, the Facebook page and Definitely. shit we should watch because um, we haven't seen it all. I mean, there's we haven't. You know, no. <laughs> there's tons of stuff out there that we still haven't seen yet. So <clears throat> if, if there's something you've seen and you like. Let us know, and if we haven't seen it, we'll definitely check it out. Just like Quato says, we need to open our mind a little bit. Open your mind. That's right. <laughs> so um, yeah. yeah, give us a. Uh, Give us some movies we should check out. We're uh, definitely looking forward to those. We'll track them down, you yeah. know, Netflix or whatever. But oh yeah, um, was there anything else you want to talk about before we uh, no, head I, out? Or I don't know. Thanks, thanks to Pat and Chris for the, yeah. the questions and comments. Uh, we really appreciate that. Yeah, keep that shit coming. And uh, yeah, I mean, thank you to to everybody who's who's been listening and uh, you know from day one. Or if you're just now getting in on it, welcome and thank yeah. you for checking us out and. Um, keep coming back. I know we had a little bit of a, you know, a little bit longer of a wait, you know, between episodes this time, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, we just, we, we, we be busy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll, we're, we're trying to get these out to you as quick as we can. Uh, so just bear with us and we'll keep them coming. Don't worry. We're not going to give up on you guys. No. And don't uh, give up on us. That's right. That's right. And of course, you know, we want to thank everybody, you know, um, horrorhappyhour.com. Um, for you know, supporting us as usual and bringing oh, yeah. us on, bringing us on to uh, bringing us into their family now. Oh, and yeah. Uh, so yeah, be be looking for the uh, the video reviews that are going to be coming soon on our, on our YouTube page and on horrorhappyhour.com. Just check out how ugly we look, but yeah, see our pretty faces. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, um, that'll be that'll be coming up here soon. Uh, uh, definitely, uh, what else? Check out Exploited Cinema. Yeah. Another guy's, they have a great podcast. They're always doing good things over there. So check them out. Um, and as far as the the next episode goes, I don't really know what we got. 
what we got coming yet. Um, we got a few little things. Yeah. Uh, might have an interview, maybe. Still working on, yeah, still working on getting uh, getting another interview for you guys. Um, it could possibly be on the next episode. Uh, I'm working on it. We're, uh, we're going to get it at some point here. I mean, it's, you know, it's a definite thing that we will have this interview. Um, as far as when, that's still up in the air. Um, we, got a, we got a stack of movies from Synapse coming. so uh, Yeah, yeah, we'll be talking more Synapse releases here, too. We might um, might jump into those uh, here in the next uh, next show or whatever. So Yeah. We got, yeah, all kinds of stuff in the mix. So we'll just uh, we'll shake it all around and see what comes out on the next show. That's right. That's <laughs> what she said. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and that, uh, you're listening to Behind the Mask with the River Main. And Lush. Thank you, y'all. We'll Keep see. It. That? Go ahead. That, 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 that. We'll see you soon. Keep it sleazy, motherfucker. Yeah. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go home. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go home. I hate to leave you, but I really must say, oh, good night, sweetheart. Good night. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go home. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go home. I hate to leave you. I really must say, oh, good night, sweetheart. Good night. Well, it's three o'clock in the morning. Just can't get right. Well, I hate to leave you, babe. Don't mean maybe because I love you so. Good night, sweetheart. Well.